Good afternoon, everyone. How are you guys doing? What's going on? Welcome to the fifth episode of Merchants of Novigrad, a bi-weekly podcast where we discuss everything went. Today with me are my two trusty co-hosts, Baby Joseph, commonly known as BJ, and for the first time on the show, a dear and long-time friend of mine, Lionheart. And with that out of the way, let me introduce you to our guest this week, the Novgard Faction Ambassador, <laughs> the official tournament caster, the Pan Queen of Gwent, Jaggeris. How are you guys doing? Oh my god, I'm like Khaleesi. I'm going to just keep getting titles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, guys, few words to our viewers. Um, if you have any questions, you can ask them in chat. Uh, my friend BJ has been charged with the task of collecting the more interesting ones, and we're going to try to answer them as we go. Also, if you want to stay in touch off stream, please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Novigrad Podcast. And if YouTube is the platform where you would rather watch the episode, it's going to be uploaded on my YouTube channel. Just type exclamation mark podcast in a couple of hours. So it's definitely going to be there. And with that being said, what have you been up to, guys? How are things? Yeah, let's start with the guests. Jaguaris. Yeah, Jaguaris. How are things? Good. It's we've had iOS launch, so that's been exciting. There's so many new players. It's it, they're so cute and like happy. <laughs> <laughs> they have not yet been corrupted. Yeah. Happy like, emotes. Went. <laughs> so I'm good. I've been good. I've been doing uh, some seasonal guides for people, but apparently there's no matchmaking in seasonal, so I feel really bad because I've just basically equipped the Gwent community with like engine. Uh, Northern Realms with like Sea Hill, and Sea Hill. If you play it, it gets resilience, and you can't target it because it's not a unit. Like so, like your purifies don't work, and then um, wow. the damage as it it goes up, but it carries over. So if you stack it up to say five damage every other turn on the first round, in the second round, then you can continue to build damage. Wow. So I made this. It's it's a gross deck, and then I unleashed it. On YouTube, oh. and then I found out that like new players are just queuing into like season. <laughs> I, I feel a little bit bad. Yeah, I, I feel like it might be a good idea to tech uh, in the first invocation now, <laughs> just to deal with Seahill, and then play War Council, play it yourself. And who, yeah. who who's the boss now? <laughs> pretty, pretty much, like well, I put um, I put bomb heavers in the list just in case like you c you get a mirror, then you can counter that strategy. And also Spring Equinox, which like uh, purifies the row, so then you just remove if anything is left alive. You're just like, and now you no longer have resilience. <laughs> oh, wow! So it's a uh, it's yeah. a fun seasonal, but I kind of feel get a little bit a little bit guilty. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the Star decks are not the only thing you've been doing recently. Um, how was the anniversary show that you did in collaboration with TA? Oh, that I'm. I feel like I was very loud. I get. I didn't realize like I'm as competitive as I can be until I was like, oh, I've got to win this. I got to win this Gwent quiz, and especially because it was um, Dealey from Team Aratusa, Flake from Team Rank Star, and me from Team Leviathan Gaming. So I was like, this is the battle of the Gwent teams, and I got to take it home. I got to take it home for the lads, you know. <laughs> And oh boy, you did that. What, what was the final score? Like, when I was watching, it was like 23 for you, 2 for Flake, and 0 for Vasily. <laughs> Poor Flake. No, I, I think I ended up with like 33 points and yeah, stuff. But like, like um, we ended up like, there were prizes for the contestants, but we just ended up just, you know, giving them all to chat because like, I have enough Gwent stuff, right? I don't need, well, I mean, it was nice. I would have had like a display, which are cool, but oh, I, don't, wow. I don't need it, right? So, um, 
we ended up and then there was like meteorite powder as rewards as well for the contestants and then we just was True. like we'll just do giveaways for the chat instead because you know I, I had a great time um talking smack with flake me and flake should never be on the same show at the same yeah, time uh, <laughs> you two together. I'll, I'll keep that in mind <laughs> i mean if, if anyone else wants to speak and not just like it degenerated to me and flake insulting each other <laughs> yeah. to be honest when flake was here he was unusually quiet because we had mcbeard and you know with his experience 120 something episodes of his own podcast i i had the feeling he was just running the show <laughs> oh i can imagine mcbeard being like that yeah he uh like i think when you when you've done your own talk show it's it's tricky because like you know back way back in the day i used to do the top deck talk show the Gwensman talk show with swim and yeah. i think when you're used to kind of talking sometimes it can be like let other people speak now yeah exactly <laughs> isn't that right lionheart <laughs> definitely <laughs> and uh, you know speaking of podcasts and and and, uh, and other projects how do you find the time because I've actually yeah. checked you've been on the anniversary show you are doing the starter decks you are on our podcast today you've recently been on commander's horn and i've probably missed a couple of projects you've been involved in as of recently how do you find time (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's not too bad today's like a a saturday um so it's it's a bit easier on on the weekends like because there's less going on and stuff but i just talk shows themselves it's only really like a two-hour window and with things like the Novograd and and uh the one with with Zade the hour twos is one they're in the evening so I tend to use that time to like just relax and do my own stuff anyway uh or stream like I, when I stream it's usually quite late so I just instead of streaming would be like right I'll just go on the on the talk show instead because it equates to the same kind of content um and then deck yeah. guides I've, I've made so many YouTube videos that it doesn't take me that long to actually make YouTube mm. videos at this point, like editing them and, you know, balancing the sound and everything. I'm quite, like, quick at it now. Um, but the starter stuff I did record, like, you know, two weeks ago or something to try and get it done. And I had a friend who was very kind and, like, agreed to basically play me in friend matches because I was like, well, I'm not going to take the starter decks on the ladder. That's never going to work. <laughs> and I'm not going to take the starter decks in casual because that's also never going to work. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then someone complained. Someone was like, "Oh, I can't believe you're just playing friend matches." And I was like, <laughs> I "What that. do you want me to do?" Yeah, and they're like, "They're like, you should make a whole new account." And I'm like, "I don't want to smurf." Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like you know I could have made. I guess I could have made another account, but I, I still kind of feel like um, the point of the videos was never to play the games on the ladder. The point of the video was yeah. to show players how to play the games. Um, yeah. And yeah, it is difficult. It is difficult. Like some weeks, I feel like. You get a bit overwhelmed with content. Like I haven't streamed that much this week, just because I've been doing YouTubey stuff and I have you know talk shows and that sort of thing. Um, but I, I think as long as you you know put out some content every week, it doesn't matter too much whether it's like very high or very low, as long as you're kind of doing something. And or just don't sleep. That <laughs> oh, that's 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 what Lionheart is doing, or, or so that's I've heard. Plan. How much did you sleep uh, last night, Lionheart? Two hours? I got uh, yeah, two hours at most last night. You look quite fresh. Time. Yeah, you look quite <laughs> fresh. Yeah. And the you, know, you are you are like suited up as always. Of, of course, of course. But wait, where, where's your I tie? Feel <laughs> yeah. No tie today. It's casual. It's Saturday. Come on, it's a dress down day for me. Like I, I feel, feel like, like you, you know our our fashion senses are coming together <gasps> because we have, we have baby Joseph with his flamboyant shirts as always, and now we have Lionheart <laughs> with his suit. Like I need to step up my game, guys. I know. I, I look way too bad for this podcast. Too casual. 
Yeah, to conquer. You truly are and a Nilfgaardian. Yeah, always, always in black. Always in black. <laughs> and Lionheart, you've been doing some uh, new player uh, guides uh, streams as well, right? Like you, you've been helping people on your stream? Oh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, I had a couple of players um, hit pro rank. I've only been for a little while. Um, they saw me hit pro rank and they sent me a message saying, help me um and i thought oh you haven't watched me play very much have you bless you <laughs> uh, but we did and it was really good fun actually what did uh, you play for strange. uh we played oh it was, it was terrible mr gecko i felt really cruel uh, oh, actually, harmony. I, harmony or dwarves uh, a bit of both it was the deck i stole from you actually a little while ago <laughs> it, <laughs> coincidentally it was the deck i, I stole from you it was fantastic i got um, i got to pro rank last season with harmony and then I know Zade used that deck to get to pro rank so now you've used the deck to i did exactly the same thing honestly <laughs> i net decked you shamelessly i was like yeah this is fine i can play this i will take full credit for this yeah, uh, this, it's all out there this, now. that's how it works that's how it works i mean i take full credit for my decks from tlg they just they have like a channel in their team yeah. chat and it's like hey guys oh, look yeah. at these decks so i'm just like Yoink. <laughs> i made this <laughs> yeah i you made this <laughs> I, th I think spyro was the first person to actually make a mystic echo harmony deck it was like a couple of patches ago and he was just promoting everywhere. Like every stream I, I, I went to, Spy was there just asking people, play this deck, you're going to hit pro rank in two days. I'm, I, I, I can guarantee that. And that's actually yeah. true. I've never played yeah, it. True. I've never played it. I, I don't play three IQ decks. That, that's just not the way I do things. <laughs> hey, it's not and, and it's not Nilfgaard. Like, I only play Nilfgaard, basically. Nilfgaard is yeah. hard to climb with, I think. Like, yeah, it is. You, I agree. You see a lot of it on the ladder. Um... I think Nilfgaard is like one of the most popular factions. Like people love Nilfgaard. There's a lot of passion for the faction, but the issue at the moment is it's like basically bribery, diplomacy, high rolling. Like that yeah. dictates a lot of the time whether you win or lose is how you, uh, how you play your your briberies and stuff. I, I mean, it's not bad. I don't think the deck is bad. Like the enslave five, enslave six kind of strategies. I don't think they're awful. I think soldiers is a little bit worse. Yeah. I just feel like they're not consistent in the same way as things like. Um, Harmony and Dwarves and Syndicate. So I feel like they're a little bit kind of... There may be, I would say there may be like... Oh, I don't know. Like third, fourth, fifth is quite close, I think, in the skill level of the factions. Yeah, personally, I don't really like to rely on RNG cards. I mean, I mean of course, if I play like full, full, uh, full uh, on Assimilate, that's not meant to win games. And of course, I'm going to play full bribery. <laughs> just just for me, I know, I know that... It's fun. You know, it's, it's going to work in maybe two out of ten games, and I know that people are going to get triggered when they see that. Yeah. But, yeah, Briber is not really the way to go if you want to climb. So that's why I made my, my Enslaved Soldier deck. I don't have any RNG cards whatsoever. Only wow. a proper soldier package. I have 14 soldiers in my deck, and some of these cards are really good to play. And, you know, Ramon is a very very useful Ramon card. Ramon is really good. And I, I like having Rygev in that deck, and, and people have been saying, oh, 10 for 10 or 9 for 9, that's not good enough. But to me, that that is good enough. It's it's probably the best thing you, you can deal with Nilfgaard if you don't want to play RNG. And, mm -hmm. of course, I'm playing Enslave, because you kind of have to play Enslave. Like, tactics are yeah. the, the most efficient way to play Nilfgaard right now, because these mm -hmm. are the only bronzes that actually got some buffs uh, in the recent uh, months. And, you know, you, you have Battle Prep, you have Joust. These these cards are for, for provisions. They are, they are very, very cheap. Like, of yeah. course, I, I, I even run the Potato Guy, because if you have enough soldiers, Potato Guy is 6 for 4. That's that's amazing value. <laughs> yeah, I mean, portal, And uh, you can do, you can just, you know, create, like, you can play Ramon with Potato Guy, then play another Potato Guy from hand, create a pocket, play Rygev. That's a nice tempo. <laughs> potato Guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, was it Recruit? I, like that? Yeah, it's, it's Recruit. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I love, I love the Gwent Linko. 
<laughs> it's got its own language. No, rather yeah. than Africa, potato guy, potato guy, <laughs> DJ. Like I, I still DJ, remember the true. first time I saw yeah. the DJ meme. It was so hilarious. And my, but my personal favorite is it's not very widely used. But call, calling Royal Decree Royal D. That's that's my favorite. Like <laughs> <laughs> Royal D. I think everyone has like some cards that they rename themselves. I mean, there's ones that are well known, like Maruna. It's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna give them the suck and that kind of because <laughs> she used to be succubus. Uh, the one one I I always call Garkin Gherkin. You know, Gherkin, yeah, get those that, like the pickle. I'm gonna go, go play the Gherkins. Um, but I don't know. I'm trying to think. I, everyone has their own names for oh, cards. There is another cards one. There is called... another one. It's it's a new re- it's a fresh rework, and I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm not sure who named it that way for the first time, but I loved it. Uh, calling uh, uh, Demon Pirate the Necrat of the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, Wasn't it Macbeard? <laughs> I think it was Macbeard. Uh, yeah, yeah, it Necrat of the Sea. That sometimes <laughs> happens as well. Um, during tournament casts, you'll accidentally or intentionally call a card something, and then for the rest of the broadcast, that's the name of that card. Like I accidentally called Roderick Rodriguez. Rodriguez yes, I yeah. Know. And then I was like, "Well, yeah. that's just his name now." Yeah. And there was one where, oh, what was the card? It was it was something like the drummer or something. Um, and it was a card that boosts, and I was like, "Oh, these are the boosty boys." Like, because yeah. I, was, I, I still say that I still call them boosty boys. Yeah, these are the you are the boosty boys, and like. Sometimes within the broadcast, you have like a meme of a of a card name that kind of runs. And I mean, I guess that happened with like, was it with Mogwai when he was like, "Here comes the BJ," <laughs> with, with the oh, with DJ. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just lives on forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's 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 the same with Pasak. Like he's not even playing Gwen anymore. He's not part of the community. He was banned. But the yeah. memes live on. They're still with us. <laughs> yeah. But then we're at the stage now where people don't like people don't know some of the old memes. Like, what was it? The one that was like, "Oh, he's a degenerate that needs to be gunned down in the street." And then someone was like, "Why would you say that?" And I was like, oh, "This is <laughs> this is, like, this is an old Gwent meme because of of Swim and Merchant." There was this like I think someone made it up where like Swim said it about Merchant or Merchant said it about Swim that the other person was a degenerate who needed to be gunned down in the street. And it was like neither of them ever said that. But then. It became this like running joke, but like because that neither of them are part of the community anymore, and it's been so many years now, that memes yeah. kind of died. And then, so whenever someone's like, "Oh, he's a degenerate," I'm like, "Oh yeah, he deserves to be gunned down in the street." They're like, "Chagoris, what's wrong with you?" You can't say that. Should have uh, instead of starter guides for decks, starter guides for old memes, just to make them yeah, feel welcome. I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain the Gwent Gwent history 101. Oh, we had such a good conversation about old like metas like oh remember this oh i remember like i oh, remember like uh uh player dwarf buffer dwarf oh good old time oh do you, do you remember resilient dwarfs like yeah, i want to play that in, in season one now just just for the sake of memories <laughs> yeah. oh nostalgia i don't remember mm. that because oh. boosts got carried over with resilience, they didn't reset. So you would just so play these resilient dwarves and then just boost them up like mad. And if they stuck, carry over like fifty odd points. Yeah. yeah, and whenever that was meta, and and you know, old Letho was still around, I would love to. I, I just love to play Nilfgaard and play old Letho and and Peter on Letho or like. No, Peter didn't work because God were immune. Um, it was it was oh, D bomb, yeah. I think. But Letho was oh, only like it like absorbed the two. Yeah, he was. Right? Units. It, yeah, yeah. Ab- absorb yeah. and banish. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd like work. steal the points back over to your side and stuff. <laughs> that, that, that was later. That was later. Before that, yeah, uh, you'd have to use D-Bomb because uh, golds were immune, so you could not interact with it in any way. And oh. D-Bomb, uh, D-bomb uh, oh. affected the whole row. 
and you had promote strategies where oh, like you could yeah. make cards gold and they were untargetable. Hans uh, and then, and then Northern Realms had a passive, like all the factions had passives, and Northern Realms, the gold cards would all get plus two. So you'd like promote them and then they'd all oh, get stronger. God. But then people would debomb them and they'd all get weaker. And then you'd be like, aha, I'm just going to promote them again. And there was like this back and forth. All, all, there was all sorts of nonsense. And you, for, you forget. Like, do you remember when people played Siri Nova? Like, that 25-point finisher? Like, it was 25, then it was 22, and people were still yeah. playing it. I was going to say, it didn't make any difference. It was still great. Yeah, was still... I, I remember being triggered by that a few times. <laughs> or, like, at strategies where you used to play weather uh, in, like, a back row, and then you'd Ard, and Ard would push everything back into the weather, and then everything would go down to one strength, and then Ard oh, dealt that was, more damage. So you'd push everything back and kill it all. Yeah, there was all sorts of things. And, like... Eridan used to just be a ten point silver. That was his ability. You paid. You played ten points. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, bang. yeah. Oh, there was a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, Bruver into spy. Mm. Oh, oh, the whole spy nonsense. Yeah, then you'd end up playing like... as well. Oh god. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, let's not talk war dancers. Oh, <laughs> I do. Fast, but you do bad memories. <laughs> you got PTSD. <laughs> yeah, guys, but we are we are kind of straying away from yeah. from, from the segment <laughs> as always. As yeah. always, oh, we have fellow content creators. Like it happened with McBeard and Flake too. We just started talking mm. and it just went its own way. Uh, yeah, we, we, we I haven't asked BJ what BJ what have you been up to? Like what yeah, have you been doing I'm, as of recently? Not that much because I've been very busy with like studying and stuff. But uh, I've been participating in the oddball tournaments that are organized by uh, Dr. Dennis, Mr. Habla, and uh, Ace of Plays. So oh, it's uh, these, these, these meme kind of tournaments. It's facial hair, right? This yeah, it's facial hair. hair. This one, That's the this thing one, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because of November, so I participated. Um, only part one is out. You can check it out on Ace of Plays uh, YouTube channel. But um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Cecilia is participating, Bebo Boop is participating, uh, Bushi is participating, and Zayt as well. Zayt was also participating. So it's, it's a lot of fun to, to invite these uh, fellow content creators and try to make tournaments with different yeah, rule sets. Like the first time it was like you had to put 35 cards in the deck. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was very smart. I, I practiced with the Villa, a fellow co-host of the podcast. And um, we, we put four gold cards in every deck. And then we put like a bunch of four proficient bronzes to, to make sure they fit in because uh, we just played very expensive uh, gold cards. And that's why I, that's why I won all my matches and I won the first tournament. Because you tryharded in a fun community yeah. tournament. Freaking BJ! I just said, I just said, like, oh, it feels so good to play old, old beta Gwent. Uh, that's, that was my excuse. <laughs> yeah, your four gold, six silvers, yeah. 15 bronzes. Yeah. Yeah, I was not, yeah. To be honest, that's still kind of the rule. Like you, 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 of course, we don't have silvers anymore, but people usually still play ten golds or like around ten golds and, and fifteen, yeah, fifteen bronzes. Yeah, it's true. That, that was probably. I remember when Hong Kong first dropped, and there was a guide on how to properly build your deck. And one of the first points was, okay, we don't have silvers anymore. Just make sure you have ten golds, fifteen bronzes. You're gonna be good. <laughs> Oh, but that was back when you had like zero provision bronze cards that you put in your deck just to mulligan. Like, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just, just and it'd be like, well, I'll just throw it away. And then, yeah, zero, I can't even imagine zero provision bronzes now. That's zero it's provisions. Enough. That makes absolutely no sense. It costs you nothing to put these cards in the deck. <laughs> yeah, let's just have them anyway. <laughs> just play the best cards. Yeah. yeah. No, man, Homecoming has come a long way in the last oh, year. Oh, definitely, definitely. Hugely. And we are definitely going to talk about that. But there's one more thing I want to I wanted to ask. 
because you, you've been way more active than in in like before the challenger and you know we were just wondering has you, you joined you joined TOG has that something to do with with your activity like did it motivate you to produce more content, or was it just you already produced a lot of content and TOG approached you? Like, how did you join? How how was the the whole thing uh, yeah. with, uh, with the team? I, well, I've met a lot of like TLG members anyway. Like, I met Beardy at Open Eight, the one where Green Knight was there. Like, I met Green Knight at Radu. Mm -hmm. uh, I've met um, Chesy, for example. He was he was at the, obviously the most recent challenger, so it was uh, people there to support him as well. Ch uh, Radu and stuff. So I like I, I kind of knew them anyway, and I think they they like kind of talked to me a little bit about joining before. But I was always a bit like unsure with with teams and stuff, like what it was that I needed to do, and then you know that sort of thing. Because I I didn't want to take on a load of extra can't work because like I have to do my own YouTube, I have to do my own Twitch, and then sometimes when you get approached, people are like, "Can you make YouTube videos for us?" And I'm like, it 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 kind of is a bit of a split. So it's it's sometimes like it's just too much and I don't want to say yes to doing something and then not have the time to do it because you know mm. then you're letting people down um who was it I was talking to I think I was talking to maybe talking to Beardy uh, and just uh having a conversation he was like oh you know if you ever think about joining you know TLG you know, you're you're super welcome like I know you've, you've spoken to a lot of the members already um and get on with everyone so consider that and then shadow play i think messaged me and i i was kind of like in two minds i'm never really sure like i didn't want to commit to something and then not do a very good job but i'd also been you know hanging around um spiro stream because like he streams at a good time for me to actually have it open when i'm doing other things so mm -hmm. i kind of got to know got to know him a little bit and his community and i was like you know what sometimes i feel a little bit isolated from the gwent community even though i'm like mm -hmm. on a lot of talk shows and i know yeah. a lot of people sometimes i don't know if you guys feel this way but sometimes you feel a little bit like does anyone actually like like me? It's just like I know it's in my head, but I was like, I feel like a little bit isolated. So I was like, well, maybe if I join a team, it's gonna give me more of a feel of being part of a community. Um, so I joined TLG. I was just like, you know what? Let's just say yes, and we'll see how it goes. And it's honestly, it's been it's been absolutely lovely. Like, uh, their team chat is always like quite you know happy and friendly and positive, and they are really passionate about Gwent. Uh, and also now I don't have to build decks, which makes my life so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> just steal them from the from the team uh but no it's been it's been good it's not i don't think i've really like pushed to make more content necessarily because of joining tlg i think it just kind of coincided with me having more energy for gwent you know coming up for um challenge i was doing my prep for the tournament anyway you know making sure i play the game making sure i knew the game um and then i kind of like felt like i had my passion back for gwent because i felt like that died for a little while you know just yeah. from burnout and and that sort of thing so when i felt like my passion for the game was like renewed it made sense like i wanted to make youtube videos again and oh everyone's so lovely on youtube like my community on youtube they're always like jack you're back we missed you yeah. please never leave again <laughs> like, <laughs> they're, they're yeah. so they're so happy so it's it's Aww. such a positive place like it then makes me want to make content and with ios i know that the beginner content was really lacking at this kind of point in time yeah. you know that like people do make beginner content but it kind of comes in waves like you know something happens people make lots of content and then it, it kind of dips and then you need to update it uh and i when i first started playing gwent back in closed beta there was like no beginner content and i remember that's why i started making gwent content i was like i need to fill this niche because when i started playing it was really hard uh so with ios i was like i need to i want to redo the start of videos um because a lot of people know me from the start of videos like yeah. a lot of new players are like oh that was their first like foray into sure. YouTube um 
So I was like, well, let's just make a big effort to kind of get some videos put out and I'll do it. It was right when the Hearthstone debacle was happening with um, oh. where people were leaving the game because of Blizzard's decision making. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's the whole so, so, situation. So I was yeah. like, well, I'll just post the starter stuff now and then it's going to all be there for iOS, you know, in a week and a half um, and get it, get it uploaded and get it going. And then since then, it's just been like, you know, it's been fun to make videos again. So yeah. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like it's like hard work. Whereas when Homecoming dropped, like, I found it really difficult to make content and I think people can tell when you're not into it right like if you watch a stream or you watch YouTube and you can tell they're just kind of doing it for the sake of doing it um but yeah no TLG's been fantastic they've been really good fun um it's fun to have just like a little kind of group if you ever you know just if you ever want to say anything about Gwen you can just kind of go in there um and their discord's been popping off a lot with lots of new players uh which is really exciting like you got a lot of people coming back like so many people are like I played in beta and I have 8 million scrap what do I do with it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah so it's, true. It's, it's good fun it's good fun yeah, yeah i can yeah. i can absolutely relate because uh, as i told you before the podcast i'm also very new to the whole team thing i only joined trs uh, around two months ago mm-hmm. and before that yeah i definitely felt a little bit isolated especially with uh, you know all my friends already being part of a of a team most of them mm-hmm. um being trs you know guys like bj villa uh, and, and quite a few content creators that i already knew and and, and respect like flake also being yeah. and also being part of the team so but in, in my case, it, it's it wasn't like I was I was looking to for uh, to join it forward to join a team or I was actively trying to get recruited anywhere. It was more like I was talking to BJ in his own stream and he was like, you know what? If you wanted to join, you just could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I, I talked to to, to to the guy and uh, uh, to the team captain and you know yeah. we had a decent talk and then and, and I I got admitted. But at first I was I was quite like you because I I always have this feeling. When people ask me, "Oh, would you like to do this or would you like to do that?" and and I say no, I just I just I just straight up say no, I don't want to do this. I don't have the time or 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 or, or the will to do it. But personally, I I say no. But then you know, behind the closed doors, I, I start to think it over, uh, see if I could fit it into my schedule. You know how much time it would take, and that's basically how this podcast podcast was born. Because I was talking to Dennis, who was the team captain at, at the time, and he was like, you know, you could probably do something like that i could uh, maybe 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 a quiz or or a show of some sorts and then i realized there's not that many uh, gwen podcasts anymore basically only commander's horn and then at that mm-hmm. time uh you know uh it was essentially one episode a month yeah it was on a bit of a hiatus yeah, yeah so um so yeah i i talked to bj i talked to villa and that's how the idea was born but initially when, when dennis suggested it i was like no I'm not gonna do it. No way. I I have my articles. I have my videos. Like I don't have the time to do it. And then I started doing that, and it's absolutely awesome. It's been it's been a great journey, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah and, fun. and you know, the, like the first episode we had Bebo, and well, that was like okay, he's part of TRS. Like okay, he's he's a respected known streamer, but he's part of the same team, so that was quite easy. And then yeah. on that on that on that wave of 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 happiness and optim- optimism, we just messaged Buja, and he was like, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easy. I love podcasts. He probably hasn't been on a podcast in, in ages. As he used to probably like do, you know, Maybe when there was more there. content, he probably got asked to be on them quite often. But because, like you said, it's it's kind of quietened down. Like, we don't have, uh, well, the top deck left, obviously. And then I don't yeah. think Team Arrow 2's ever did a podcast, or did they? Uh, they ha- they, they yeah. have some sort of Briefly, podcast now. Uh, Zaid is doing Zaid. that. 
Yeah, and I, I know TLG, they had faction chat, yeah. and they've yeah. been yeah. They've actually been talking about bringing it back yesterday, because I was like, oh, on the podcast, and like, oh, we should, why did we stop doing a podcast? Maybe we should do a podcast again. <laughs> don't you, so maybe don't, this don't is like you the... We already have enough competition, okay? It's <laughs> <laughs> like the, the podcast, like, was it like I mean, the podcast as well, Renaissance? <laughs> renaissance. I always yes, say Renaissance, so. but it's Renaissance. We're just, all the podcasts are going to come back. Yeah, but it actually shows you how more active the community get is is uh, yeah. you know as yeah. as of late, and it's it's a great thing. Yes, yeah, the, the, I think Gwent's on like an upswing at the moment, which is it feels good. At least that's how it feels to me. Like it does feel like Gwent's like on a on a, a bit of an uptick, which is good. Yeah, because I I always feel like you know the game is not properly marketed. Like there is if you if you don't know about Gwent, there is essentially no way for you to discover Gwent. Like there is no ads, there is there is there is no CPR employees uh, going through various uh, forums or or other uh, Reddit categories. Just to- tell people about Gwent. And I felt like, yeah, you cannot grow a community without things like that. But then we had the challenger, and then we had the expansion, and then we had yeah. a, a hotfix and a patch and mobile release. Like a lot of events packed in essentially a month and a half. And yeah. I think this is like the first expansion that didn't feel like it like completely unbalanced the game. You know, like the last couple of expansions, they were good, but they took a while to kind of like fix some of the cards and find yeah. their kind yeah. of spot. You know, with, with, with Novograd. Yeah, it was and, uh, yeah. It wasn't Kurt, enjoyable, whereas, was it? Yeah, whereas, like, this last season, um, I feel like, you know, you can more or less play every faction. Obviously, like, some factions feel stronger than others, but every faction sees play. Um, yeah. And, like, you can probably get to Pro Ladder with any faction. It just, you know, depends on how, like, how much time you want to put in, right? Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah, essentially, when it comes to balance, I'm 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 pretty happy overall. Like there is there's a couple of cards and there's a single mechanics I'm not a huge fan of, but other than that, yeah. it it feels it feels really really good to play Gwen right now. And I was actually wondering because you know we we're talking about starter decks, uh, how you got to make them. Uh, is that something you see doing long term? Because obviously, you know, in a couple of months there's gonna be another expansion, and uh, a lot of things are gonna get changed. Are you gonna make more videos then? Is is it something you want to do every single like major patch and expansion? Or I think I think with starter content, you have to kind of update it every you know, depending on what's going on in the game every few months or so. I'm hoping that the, with the current state of the starter decks, they're quite they're quite good. So if CDPR don't change the starter decks, the content is fine because it's only starter deck versus starter deck. So you know, yeah. as long as those cards don't change, which I don't imagine they will then the content will stay relevant. Um, the issue would then be like, you know, if you're making budget decks where you, you know, spend less than say a thousand scrap or so, that's where that's the kind of content you'll need to update. But it, it's worth just keeping an eye on it and making sure that it is up to date. Although I recorded the monster starter deck <laughs> and then got a message from Slama being like, by the way, with the expansion, they sneakily changed the monster starter deck. Oh, and I, I didn't just, really. didn't say it. so. I was just like so. I basically made a video which doesn't have the right cards <laughs> in it. But to be fair, that deck had Nithril in it, like Nithril, where it oh. damages, it destroys an artifact oh. and damages yeah. adjacents by two. But if there's no artifact or no adjacents, it's like a five point card. It's pointless. Exactly. Yeah. Pointless. Oh, it's five points. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So he was yeah. just like, oh, we've changed it, and I was like, well, that, I guess I have to just redo this video, which was it was actually fine. And then I went and got the updated list because all the other lists they hadn't changed which was good i was like oh please don't tell me you've changed all of them <laughs> they've done all of them yeah. start again uh, and it was like it was much better and then now also previously obviously you had to unlock leaders 
Um, yeah. Whereas now you can just change them. And like the Northern Realms list is uh, Inspired Zeal, even though the only card with order which you actually need to play it on is the Blue Stripe Commando. So yeah. as soon as you open that list, you should just change the leader streak to me. Uh, what's she called now? Oh, I don't uh, know. Inspired. No, 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 not inspired. No, inspired, inspired zeal royal, is called royal the, something. Royal something. Royal inspiration. Yeah, royal inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Because because the deck works so much better as like a boost deck than as a because you you're not using order cards, so it's a bit <laughs> it's a bit odd. But then I was like I was like to someone I was like I'll probably change the the starting the starting leader. But actually, please don't because then my video is like technically wrong again. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I remember when, when there were still like the Silver Witchers, like the, yeah. the, the when oh. they were still on the starter decks and they were like nerfed a long time ago. Yeah, oh, nerfed. they went from three to two. <laughs> that yeah. was back when when we were, the Faction mm -hmm. Ambassadors were like in talks with CDPR about changing the starter deck. So we knew that the Witchers were going to get nerfed because they were like, don't put Witchers okay. in the starter decks. Yeah, you know, like when we were doing our iterations. Oh, that was a stressful time though. Like, we had a lot of discussions and back and forth with um, CDPR about like what to put in them, and you know, I I I think I was quite like I got quite I'm not like angry, but I was like saying to them, you know, you have to give players good cards. You can't just give players like yeah, bad cards. They've got to want to stay, they, yeah, they want to stay with the game, and they've got to want to feel like they can win. And if you you know have these decks which were mostly neutral at the time, mm -hmm. with like cards that don't really do a lot, they're not gonna have any any powerful cards so they're they're gonna feel kind of like they just get stomped whereas now you know i think you get anna strenga in the northern realms one and you get osril in, in monsters nice. you get um sarah and orcs you don't get leather but you at least get sarah and orcs with with nilfgaard which are kind of staple um that like there's a lot of actually decent cards now in them you've got uh, some actual win cons otherwise yeah. there's no chances there and and that took a, a lot of kind of pushing. I know, like Pavko, for example, is in the Squirtel one. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So so they're much better than <laughs> than they were. But it did that's, take. That's something I I wanted to briefly talk about because that's the best troll move they've done in a while. The Pavko in the star deck, so you can knock me with the card. Like Busha is there forever. <laughs> yeah, he's like the first one of the first card, and then people that people. Like the new players won't even know that that's Bersha, and then they'll like oh. see patch notes or see Twig and be like, "He, he looks like that car." Yeah, I, I think I know <laughs> this guy. Yeah, he looks familiar. Uh, and then like, because that's kind of funny. Like, I never really thought about that. Like, mm. because I've always known like when new cards come out, who they are, because I've been in Gwent so long. You know, with like Walter being Jason Slama, for example. Yeah, we, um, ac we actually had a talk with with McBeard um, on the show because that that was like a popular belief within the community that. The um, uh, combat engineer is actually him, and then you know he was talking about the whole story that it wasn't him. There was a contest; somebody else won, but he he went to Reddit and he wrote, "Yeah, that's me." And people believe that, and then for a very long time, it was like a it, it was like an urban myth of Gwent where people who've yeah. been around for a while th thought, "Okay, this is just McDeer, and it's not." Yeah, <laughs> that's too funny, though. I think like I don't know when I was at when I was at Challenger, I was like to to Jace, I was like so when you know the casters get cards and he's like <laughs> he's just like there is a queue and I was like all right how do I get promoted up, <laughs> up the queue but it turns out the like the art people maybe they don't always like drawing real people because like I guess oh. there's more pressure to like get it 
write or something that like isn't gonna you know upset them and i guess it's like you have less less creative freedom with your art so like it's fair enough to be honest but i don't think there's going to be a jaggers yeah i I think we just need to send a message to the long artist name and then talk to him personally Mm. (laughs) let us speak to long artist name (laughs) (laughs) but um we touched upon the topic of the expansion and that's a major part of the next segment what's happening Mm. in gwent Guy, we already talked about how we enjoy the pattern expansion, but overall, yeah. like your 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 overall feelings, guys, of of the direction the Gwent is taking of the patch, and you know the expansion because they are obviously uh, linked. So let's let's start with BJ maybe. Like he he's he's uh, the the silent partner this this episode. Oh yeah, I am. <laughs> I mean, I have not played that much Gwent uh, as of late. Shame. I played uh, I played a little bit of seasonal mode. Shame him. Like I played a little bit of seasonal mode, just a couple games, and that was a lot of fun. But I have not played any ranked matches really. Like I played one game with the uh, Inspired Zeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fultus seems to be pretty decent at the moment. Um, yeah. So I, it's hard for me to, uh, to judge the current expansion, but uh, I see that Syndicate is like still tier one, and that most of the other decks are like tier two. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like we 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 actually had Tailbot on the show, and then when, when we were talking about Syndicate, he will he just named like a a handful of cards that that he he said were quite overtuned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think uh, that you don't know. Right Dar- oh yeah, oh, that is the best doggo ever. You're the best. <laughs> you were. Dar mutated hound. Like shouldn't we get one of here? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's not dire or mutated. Just, <laughs> just adorable. Just, just a hound, yeah. <laughs> professor as well, because like, they added they added professor, so which gives big. you like the the damage and the bounty. So like you can instantly kill a three point and get coins, or you can use it to apply a bounty and whittle something down to make it like easier to kill. Like a lot of there's a lot of strong cards, but they're strong standalone cards. Is the issue like yeah. Syndicate doesn't really need synergy in their cards. Like you know, I guess like the Savola. Um, the Savola Louisa thing, but you know, with stuff like now Vivaldi Bank as well, you can basically find all of the parts that you need. Uh, and then you also have like um, Scarab Man J- Javed, yeah, 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 and he yeah. can then have two, and you can put two uh, defenders, two defenders yeah, on the board, which is and they're really awkward to deal with because they have two armor and one strength, so yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, they're, they're just a the and, and, they, and they give, and if you kill them. They give you. They give you money, points. yeah. It's, it's yeah. a really good defender, man, and it is. it's it's probably the best defender. Yeah, it's and then like the whole Graydon and Marils as well. It's like there's so many good standalone cards in in the Syndicate, and it's like it, you don't need that much synergy. Like people play, you play, you know, Ewald without Horst. Like he's designed, yeah. you know, the if yeah. in the graveyard, it's you like just don't well, need him, do no, you? we don't need him. Not anymore. Yeah. At least. No, bang. Um. So it's it's kind of a, a shame in some ways that that's where Syndicate's at. Yeah. Um, but I still think Syndicate's hard to play at the highest level. Like the way you beat Syndicate is people don't know how to play Syndicate. <laughs> I completely agree. It takes. I'm like, so I'm like oh, it's okay. This person is bad at Syndicate, so I have a chance. <laughs> yeah, it's a very high skill faction. Yeah, but when it comes to their their power level, I'm not sure who said that. Uh, but they said something like there is thirty odd cards that are super powerful. Choose twenty five of them. You're at the one deck. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I don't fair. remember exactly who that's who said that. I think that was. I'm. I'm not so sure, but I think that was on on, on the TRS Discord. 
Yeah, maybe mm. it was in there, yeah. <laughs> and Lionheart, because you, you got to do Prorank for the first time, right? I did. I did. So how, how do you enjoy the expansion? What's because you are a returning player in a way. So yeah. what do you think about the expansion? I've, how do you enjoy Gwent? I've loved it so far. I think Challenger really restarted my love for it. I disappeared from Gwent for about a year. Uh, the homecoming really sort of switched me off the game. I had fun with it, and it felt like a grind to play. And even the people you were playing against, it didn't feel like they were having fun. Uh, then <laughs> just nobody seemed to be enjoying themselves. It's just doing it. I'm emotions and i hate it um but now then challenger happened and the whole community loads of people went and it just felt like there was this huge buzz around gwent again it's like mm, i feel like jumping on that and i started playing again and i i'd come back and i'm literally i'm down at rank 25 and i'm like oh i've got to learn the whole game again what do i do this is not what i remember um but the fact that it is more balanced has made it more enjoyable you can, like you said, you can rank up with almost anything really, and it's so much easier when you shamelessly net deck people. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, but no, I'm really enjoying it. It's nice that if you do well, you can you can play well, and it is still while there are RNG cards and it's difficult. It's nice that if you play your deck well and you know your own deck well, you can win against almost anything because there are. It feels like there are more people playing and enjoying it, so I'm loving it. Um, dipping into seasonal modes and stuff as well. Jag, I, I shamelessly stole the seasonal deck you made this season. It is so ridiculous. It's, it's not even fair. Like You don't 2-0 no, people, 1-0 people with that deck. Yeah, in my video I made, I was recording games and everyone kept surrendering in round one. And I, like, I had three games where I won in the first round just because people were like, well, I've lost this. They just uh, had no chance. And it just it feels a bit, it feels a bit bad, but... Yeah. I mean, if you need to get your quest done because you want to get the car back and stuff, it's not too bad. I, I also did a point slam Skelliger list as well. That was the first video oh, I put wow. up um, to give people a bit of choice. But then now people are like, "Oh, can you do a can you do a syndicate seasonal deck? Can you do a monster?" I'm gonna just be, end up just making a bunch of seasonal decks at this rate. Um, but I like to get seasonal content up right at the start of the month because, like, it makes sense. Yeah, then it's it got the sense. longest kind of shelf yeah. life. It's you know, if I, if I upload it now, then it's going to be relevant for the next four weeks. Whereas yeah, if you upload like two weeks into the season, a lot of people have already done their seasonal stuff and yeah. aren't looking for those kind of decks. Yeah, that's yeah, actually, this season is going to be longer because it's going to last until December the 10th. Oof. So we December have... 10th? Yes. Wow, yeah, I have enough time to get pro rank again. Yes. <laughs> but you, you, you said you made a point spam Skellige list. And I... I I already like I oh like when so, well, somebody says Skellig Skellig points slam I he just I just hear merchants saying oh me play birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the list is is actually because because cards aren't really going to your graveyard. There's no point playing second wind. So yeah. it's a patricidal fury deck because when you play that you get an eleven point resilient unit. Plus, and then you put you put three units, units oh, that aren't oh. resilient on the other side of the board, and then you can also then use bloodthirst synergy so you can play things like Svanriga and uh, Champion's Charge. So you've got toll removal because a lot of people are playing. Um, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, big toll big, cards. Big, big units. Yeah, so it's. Uh, yeah, so it, it's uh, it's it's not a bad list either. I think it's like a little bit less interactive, but you know you can yeah. still find find wins with it. I think the engine list is just disgusting, but the point slam list is, <laughs> is pretty brutal. fun too. Um, and again, toll units. So you've got things like you've got your Olaf. You can then play uh, U-turn stuff and like you know basically try and get big points of carryover. So that's kind of the strategy there is just play cool. big cards and then just two O as well. It's always two O. Yeah, I think the yeah. best part about seasonals two O all the time. Yeah, I, I, but the the best part about it is, uh, you make up your mind. You're like, okay, I'm gonna two O, and, and you know you keep playing cards, and at some point you are just like, is he playing Equinox? 
<laughs> When's it coming? Come on, Equinox. Can you find it? You're waiting, waiting. Is it coming? Is it there yet? Are we there yet? It was yeah. so funny. When I played Equinox, Equinox and my, my opponent just forfeited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's. it's well. Yeah. I, I, I think Seasonal would be actually like better if they uh, disabled. Uh, Equinox to be played in the seasonal mode because it just Perhaps. defies your whole strategy and the purpose of, of this mode. But I mean, it's also a zero point play, right? It so is. Like... It is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But you know, when 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 you have let's say only 20, 30 points carryover and your opponent has sixty, seventy, because they they uh, purified one of your rows, well, I guess it's game over. But like, yeah, so the thing must. with the with the purify is like, if you can purify theirs and win round one, you'll win. But if you don't win win round one. Oh, yeah, the because obviously the resilience only lasts until round two. So yeah, then, exactly. let's say you win round two from carryover, you'd still then yeah. have to set up round, carryover for round three. So it's like Equinox is interesting in the if you win round one and you have Equinox, you win. Like, but if you lose round one with Equinox, there's still a chance, depending on how the round two and stuff goes and how much carryover you have and uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's one of the things I, I, I like that Porto is essentially no value in season one. Like, yeah, you never Porto. Yeah. No, it's still worth running um, in in Northern Realms engine. So my engine list does have portal because it just gives you those extra, you know, like the boost friend or the uh, the Lyrians, like the Lyrian Arbalist or the um, I forget what it's called now on the spot. You also get the the Redanian Knight and stuff. So just you're just getting extra engines on the board mm. to give you the points. Like I think it's still worth running for the thinning, and then if you're running engines, you can do Roche. Uh, Hengde sword stuff, so it doesn't really matter that you know it's not it's playing like you're not getting the six points of carryover from those two three point units because you're just getting some extra engines and you're thinning your deck so that you're getting more value out of Hengde and Roche. But I would say that in most other decks, it's probably not worth running Portal because you don't get the sticky the sticky cards. Yeah, yeah, and the Portal carryovers as well, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get a Portal that'll just come across. <laughs> yeah, but the next it, it's round. gonna be a problem because if a lot of units carry over and then you have yeah. Portal, it's just yeah. dead space. You know, it's you only have exactly. let's say eighteen slots, and then Portal takes one of them, and then it's the Sword takes another one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but at that point you've killed all of their units. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, they've already forfeited, so it's fine. Ah, it's fine. You already win. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 kind, it's kind of how I feel when I, whenever I play a rank or, or casual and I just queue uh queue against dwarves. I'm like, okay, they're just gonna queue all my units. Yeah, dwarf. Oh, the dwarf mirror is the worst. It's like whoever like has first say and has justice, they will win. Yeah, that's it. Game they over. Put all their, they put all their dwarves on the board, and then you're like, well, by the time I put all my dwarves on the board, they'll start shooting us full of holes. Yeah, but the, the thing that I really like about this this expansion, this patch is, you know, before like in general in Homecoming when I when I tried playing, I, I felt like we just slam cards and you know whoever has more points wins. But now I can feel like oh my play my opponent play around me. Like there's a strategy to it. It's like a deeper deeper meaning to all those games. Like oh or this is just a bad matchup. I have to play it you no know, differently. It's just like the old beta feeling where 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 skilled actually mattered is back. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Although, controls a bit, like, you can't really play controls so much anymore, which is in some ways a shame. Like, don't get me wrong, I prefer an engine meta to a control meta, because I think there's more decision-making in terms of, you know, triggering your engines and and when to sequence them and stuff. But it does feel a little bit like, because of the introduction of armor on top of the big nerfs that they did to control a little while back, that yeah. it's almost impossible to play a full controlled list. Like, other than, I think there's a Northern Realms, um, you can do Northern Realms control, but other than that, like, Nilfgaard even though it's like known for control, it doesn't really yeah. 
Like, no, you can't really control everything. You know, you can do some enslaved stuff, and you can do some stuff if you can get your Helga to stick with, like, assassinations and Tony Joust and stuff, but it's kind of not full control. You've got, like, that assimilate hybrid, you know, with the Glynis and, and those kind of card spheres and stuff. Um, so it, you never really feel like you're fully controlling them with Nilfgaard, which is how it used to feel. Nilfgaard kind of lacks archetypes, though. It's a bit sad. Yeah. And th to be honest, even if you are playing uh, Enslave, you have to go for the greediest of greedy decks. Yeah. Like, you yeah. have to play the Defender, you have to play either Skellen or Damien, or in some yeah. cases even both. Like, I've seen people playing Skellen, Damien, and Kingslayer. Kingslayer, yeah. 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 I love it, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great in a it's like, really if you are cool. going uh, you know all in assimilate, and and you play true bribery, of course it's amazing. <laughs> like, oh, I love the mirror though, and it's like you bribery, and then you get another Damien, and then like the way that you sequence it, you enslave, like you kidnap their Damien, oh and then God. you bribery, or their let's say you kidnap their Stefan, and then you bribery, and then you get a Damien, and then you use the Stefan to replay bribery, and then you get like a, another Stefan, and then usually they forfeit at that point, and I'm always really upset. I'm like, come on, let me just see how many yeah. Stefans and Damiens I can get here, like. How many of your cards are going to be mine? But at that point, they're yeah. like, get me out of this game. <laughs> there is no space left on the board. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, triple bribery with enough engines, it's going to just give you so many points. And I even made a clip, I was playing against Skellige, and Skellige has, has a way to purify your, your defender, but they mm -hmm. usually don't have enough control to deal with um, Stefan and Kingslayer. Mm -hmm. So triple bribery, and I think I got I got Harald, then <laughs> I got Yuda, that was not the tallest unit, that just was 12 points, and then uh, yeah, my opponent had like a 15 point priest, and I rolled Morgvark. Oh, and, and, ouch. So my opponent like played his last card, then then um, just, you know, BM'd, then just waited, and then out, out of fort. So this, this is like how, you know, you can double bribery Louisa Savola combo and stuff, and that's how you beat. That actually happened to me the other day, I was devastated. <laughs> Yeah, it's I don't know, but it then sometimes you get three bronzes and you're just yeah. like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. I get three bronzes. No one I play gets three bronzes. <laughs> with, with all these good, good, good gold cards added to the game, bribery it has become better. Yeah, so, you couldn't not run it. It's the chance I don't. of getting a bronze card is lower than <laughs> I mean, you not run it and win. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think that's fair. It's like eight well. provisions as well. It's not super it's expensive, cheap. and it's a tactic. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so so, so basically, why bribery is popular is one, it's the overall power level of the game. Like a lot of um, great golds were added, but not not only golds. Like some bronze are still a lot of value, and, and 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 they can break even on bribery. Plus, um, they decoupled damage from body, so people are running a at least a few more specials in their decks. So the pool of the cards you're gonna you're gonna roll with bribery is much smaller. Yeah, that's true. And as already said, it's all, it's only eight provisions. Yeah, this was like um, yeah. during Challenger. I think it was Deborkis was saying like he has a bribery for against Arrakis, the the swarm deck that was happening with Glusty yeah. um, and, yeah. and Arrakis Queen, and he was saying like the odds of hitting uh, the, uh, your opponent's Glusty are like twenty three percent or something, which is like pretty high. You yeah, know, to get something that. that completely counters their whole strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Instant quit. I've done it before. I've bribery to Glusty, and it feels. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. It feels oh, so it's a good. joyous feeling. <laughs> you, you feel, you feel a bit plan. bad, you know. You feel like a bad person, but in a good way. <laughs> I, I, I feel like bribery is uh, gets the lowest value out of Syndicate because many many cards just rely on coins that you don't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true.
Like, of course, you can you can go full memory and get Luisa Savola, but that's that's rather unlikely. But most of the time, you get like, okay, I got your world, <laughs> and I don't have coins. Yeah. The Northgard yeah. matchup with a lot of like factions match up with Syndicate's not good though. Like Skellige doesn't have a great matchup with Syndicate either. It's like here's a great big tall Skellige unit. Skellige has a tough matchup against everyone. Yeah, yeah. except Skellige, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's pretty even, I would say. <laughs> but like, yeah, because they have the tall unit, so then it's like, well, they're just going to grade in my like Utah and get you know a twelve point boost and stuff. Or, or fill really by your yeah. defender. Yeah, there's also yeah, all they have two defenders of their own. Yep. <laughs> and then everything is defended and you can't trigger and now they're also yeah. playing portal because of the the changes so now they have the seductresses again you know because we missed them yeah. for a whole month we're like oh you know what this deck this deck really needs more yeah. seductresses <laughs> yeah, more. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the card i've never been it's it reminds me of uh, old uh hawker smuggler back in in the beta whenever oh, you yeah. play card get, get boosted by one but now you have defenders and it's like oh Portal defenders, I guess I just yep. lose. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Like, there are some issues, obviously, but yeah, overall, you know, monsters especially is really diverse. You know, you see Deathwish, you see Blood Sense, so vampires, you see mm-hmm. uh, Swarm, you see, like, bugs yeah, and insects. Yeah. And then occasionally, occasionally you see Thrive as well. So it's like, I feel like mm-hmm. monsters is almost like that's maybe where you want to bring people that sort of level where there's, like, you can play a lot of different strategies. Would be the dream, but I mean, realistically, with six factions, uh, are you ever going to yeah. get to that point unless you adjust the play two cards leaders? You know, like uh, second, well, second wind maybe slightly less because you have to set it up, but um, it's a maneuver and uh, yeah, and uh, Mystic Echo. Mm. Yeah. Um, basically, the the leaders which allow you to play two wild card is another one, two oh, cards in one turn. Wild card, yeah. Because because the game is the game is balanced around playing one card in one turn. And then, yeah. so then having leaders where you can like fill mm-hmm. the board and stuff is there's issues. Yeah, I feel like the leader uh, that gets probably the most value is actually well, the old unseen elder. I'm not sure what the ability is called right now, but it's 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 a lot of value. It's, it's just, shadow. It's, yeah. it's it's not important, but the value is insane because like you can you can just play Miruna, death shadow. That's already for eight points. Yeah. I like Deathwish. I think Deathwish is really fun to play. I played a lot of it last season. And if you're playing Nilfgaard, Deathwish is just a, such a pain in the ass. Because whatever <laughs> you remove just has a Deathwish effect. Yeah. Oh, you know what's oh, it was so much fun? Like last season, I was playing stuff where you'd play, you'd play Cave Troll. Like, you win round one, you go into round two, you play Cave Troll, you play Keltulis, and then you pass. And then you watch them play cards, just, and uh, then they, and they just die. die. Yeah, because if they can't deal with the if they can't deal with the Keltulis, you play two cards, and then you win the round. <laughs> it's fantastic. I absolutely uh, love it. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> but uh, that actually shows you that there is a problem with the defenders. They are overstanded. Yeah. Like Cave Troll is seven plus four. If you don't have Purify, like there is almost no way to get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, on the flip side, I would say Purify is useful regardless of defenders like yeah, I think you keep it it's not like regardless. you it's not like even if you don't hit a defender you won't get value from the purify like exactly. you can use it to remove bounty to remove poison to remove bleeding to remove vitality uh to remove shields like there's a lot of locks locks as well yeah there's a lot of yeah. i always forget about locks i always and then I, someone's like why didn't you just yeah. unlock it and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah the, uh, only, the only problem is that not you know every faction has like a really good purify option Northern Realms is the worst one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, but they have. They just, it doesn't they need help. Northern slam Realms is engines fine. and then yeah. kill them. <laughs> just kill keep them. going. It'll just kill it anyway. It's fine. Like, <laughs> Skellige has a, has amazing purify. Yeah. 
Yeah, Skellige. Syndicate has amazing cure. Yeah. Syndicate is great because it can I, just I, keep I, doing I, it over and over. Uh, Skellige as well, like if you are playing what the uh, yeah, yeah. organic cards, Al alchemy, alchemy cards. cards. Alchemy yeah, cards. I mean, the assembly yeah. Nilfgaard one's alright. Peller's kind of meh, but I mean, he does <laughs> the job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the problem with Nilfgaard is that if you if you play Diviners, you kind of have to play RNG. You get the max value out of them, because yeah, otherwise it's just 4 for 5 yeah. plus Purify. With, like, Diplomacy and, and that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, there's Diplomacy's tactic, so it gets played, you know, regardless of Diviners, so you can always tech one in and she, she's okay. Like, the 5 five provision 4 point with Assimilate yeah. and Purify. It's not bad, but I don't think Nilfgaard... I don't know, do you feel like Nilfgaard, when you run it, that you feel like you need Purify when you play Nilfgaard? I don't know. Uh, depends. Personally, I play Yennefer's Invocation. Just, just yoink them. <laughs> just, just take yeah. them there. Like you, can, you can yoink take some there. of them, you can, you can yoink Under. the Dwarf. Yeah, invocation um, as well. You've got you options. You can like deal with Javet in a way like, with the spheres and whatnot. Like, there was a way to do yeah. that. It's it's problematic, but there's a way to do that. Uh, you can mm -hmm. yoink the uh, NR defender. Yep. Just just joust, no, NR never plays yoink. a defender because it's not worth it. Though. I was going to say there's no point like, playing it. It's just yeah, you don't include it, do you? No, yeah, just, like, just, you know, right? It's a defender. Why would you, you run it when you can just run more engines? I think I, th <laughs> I think cave troll is really the problem because if you don't don't get the like, cards like, cards like purify or vocal forts or or invocation, like you you don't have a way to deal with with the cave troll. It's yeah. just yeah, but that's in if general, you're going to name the cave troll, what would you name him? Oh yeah, There's... people complaining that he doesn't have a name. I would call him. Have... I would call him Og. <laughs> Og. And then and then yeah. make a monster trio: Og, Pog, and what was the third one? Uh, because there's like three, three, uh, three trolls. <laughs> Zog, yeah. I I don't remember. That was there. That was those three trolls in The Witcher Three. Uh, they kind of yeah. abducted uh, Taller. Oh, so yeah. I, I would make just monster yeah. trio with the trolls. That would be amazing. That would be cool though. Yeah. I think it should be a girl troll. You can call it like Agnes or something. <laughs> I'm assuming that trolls. There's already a she troll version. Yeah, do they have gender? Yeah, oh, but she's called she troll, isn't it? She troll yeah. of Virgin. Oh, so, yeah, she but troll if you play the Witcher too, she was an amazing character. But you can't. A cave cave she troll doesn't sound so good. So oh, I think it can still be a lady troll. I've decided. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna write to see. Confirm. <laughs> but I don't know. What's like a good girl troll name? Do, do trolls have gendered names? I don't know. I don't know I enough don't know. about trolls. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> like the the best troll name is obviously Trollolo. Troll yeah, oh, definitely Troll 100%. He needs to be meta again. That was a good time back oh. in the day. But he's just named after that video, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, they've just been like, yeah. I mean, but, you know, they, they named the character in the Witcher. The, the, the Troll quest in The Witcher is pretty fun. Yeah. That's great fun. Troll, he's so adorable. Even yeah. though he says, like, Isn't no god scum must die, and thus I really should, like, not like him as a... <laughs> No, he's just Fact so fun to talk He's to. so adorable, and he's so good at painting. If you, if you like see his painting, like so in the in the in the quest, you can have like Geralt do the painting, or you can have Trollolo do the painting. And Geralt's painting is like hot garbage; it is not a good painting. And Trollolo is just like gifted. I know he's like clearly talented. He's he needs to like quit his job as a what is he like a Northern Realms guard Birdo. or whatever. He, he, like, yeah, he, he, he goes to the Birdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Gwent is pretty fun to play. There's a very few problematic cards. And do you guys have the feeling that the mobile release will have like a major impact on Gwent? Because of course there's a lot of reviews, like people say, oh, it's amazing yeah. on, on, on iOS. 
but do you do you feel like it will have an impact or also on you as a content creator as a streamer or 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 youtube content creator i think like the viewership for the startup videos has been really really consistent i've definitely been getting a lot more subs um since i start came back to youtube i think i've had like 300 new youtube subs in the last week or so like there's a lot of people coming in the issue is like a, will they stay? And B, how much will CDPR advertise the game? You know? I mean, yeah. Because yeah. it's like, doing well on the store, isn't it? It's like number one card game at the moment, which is great. I've had a few people ask me about, oh, you play yeah. Gwent, right? We know it's out on phone now. What is it worth playing? Yeah, um, and the, I, the iOS version is really polished. Like, it looks yeah. really good. And, so you know, it runs really smooth. The, the issue I think Gwent has is like, it's difficult to learn. Because yeah. there's so much Going reading on. and keywords yeah. and understanding yeah. what cards do and understanding how to yeah. play it yeah. and knowing when to pass, for example, like you that's know big. that's the biggest that's... thing a lot of new players do. And so it, the question is, like, can new people overcome these hurdles? Because the rewards are very generous. You have your daily logins. You have your reward books. Like the free to play model is is good. Uh, yeah. to get people to stick, but it's whether people can get over the initial learning curve of like having that little hummock of being overwhelmed by the game yeah the big challenge i suppose is people who know of gwent because they played the witcher 3 it's not even similar anymore yeah, it's not, it's not even close one of my friends yeah. when he was looking to start he said oh so it's basically spies right and i was like oh oh it's been so long <laughs> i know it's been so long and you have to sort of teach them every mechanic all over again yeah just tell them yeah. to watch jason slama's video and uh, they should be good Oh, his, uh, oh, but he, he, he's so much better when he's not scripted. Oh, yeah. yeah. True, true. It's, it's, true. it's a really helpful video, but I'm just like, oh, Jason. <laughs> yeah, speaking, speaking of Jason, Jason, if you're watching, I, I sent you a message still waiting for a, rep for a reply, man. <laughs> Why don't you answer me, Jason? Please respond. No pressure. Please respond. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely going to work. He's definitely going to reply to you. <laughs> 100%. Uh, yeah, we are actually hassling Pavo about that. Just, just, just spamming Pavo. <laughs> we send a message to, you, to Jason. Just just get him. Get him, get him to reply to us. Oh, he's like super busy. He has a lot yeah, of Yeah, I know. And then he has, I mean, he, uh, he's recently had a baby. Like, it's just, it's just there, there's just so much going on for him. So we totally yeah. get it. But, um, but this year, this month was like super iOS focused as yeah. well. Like, And I yeah. think that's been very. Uh, busy you know like at this patch we didn't really see a lot of balance changes or a lot of new content yeah, exactly. because a lot of it was just you know focusing on the new player experience so hopefully we'll see that improved you know as time goes on as well yeah um do you guys feel like gwent has matured enough to be released on mobile is it, it was it the right moment yeah i think so i think the game is in a really good state and you know it's not like homecoming where it just wasn't fun the game is yeah. fun the there's a lot of like a good size like of cards in terms of the expansions we've had three expansions uh, you know it's the, the i think there's a gap um especially with people being kind of anti hearthstone and anti blizzard at the moment there's like a kind of gap for mobile ccgs because there's not a lot of big name options you know i don't think mtg True. has a mobile one no Midgard, uh, no it doesn't Midgard is kind of a thing but Midgard's we don't talk big. about Midgard on this show <laughs> <laughs> Boom. i'm sorry um, woody and I, I think there's like a an opportunity, you know, with mobile. Mobile is a huge audience. The audience it's on mobile massive. is very big, and there's a, like a people like to like with microtransactions. Microtransactions are very common on mobile, so people are kind of used to it. With the kind of buying kegs and that sort of thing is very staple. 
Um, and you'll notice, you know, a lot of big name games are kind of moving towards mobile. Like you've got um, Fortnite now on mobile and PUBG. Then we've PUBG, got Hearthstone. Yeah, like you're, you're seeing big games suddenly realize, hey, mobile doesn't just have to be like Candy Crush and, you know, Minesweeper yeah. and like these little Flappy Bird or whatever the heck, <laughs> you know, these kind <laughs> oh, of games are. Bird, Angry oh, Birds yeah. and Happy Flappy Birds Angry and birds, yeah. all these kind of games. Like it can be, you can have something that's a bit more chunky. Yeah, and especially yeah. with like, you know, we've got 4G, we've got 5G, you know, internet isn't really an issue. You can have that more or less wherever you go now. No, that's um, true. I was worried about the launch. I was worried, are we going to have so many now that it's cross-play with uh, iOS as well as PC? But I've had yeah. actually less issues, if anything. I've had less disconnects. So, so I think it's a, it's a good time for iOS. And it make, you know what? It makes sense to do iOS first because people on app like apple devices are more used to spending money on apps than android right like True. when the app store first came out like people would, you'd buy apps for 99p right you, you didn't have a lot of free apps and so i feel like apple users are tend to be more likely to spend money than android users so if you're going to pick which one to develop for yeah. i don't i don't think that was a, a you know i think it makes sense to go apple and then android uh, although I feel for CDPR because every time there's a post about iOS, there'll be a comment on Twitter or yeah. on like forums. Android like, when? Android when? <laughs> and it's like uh, <laughs> I, look, I looked at the comments on YouTube and it was all about Android. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, and it's it, like it, I ha I have an Android. I don't have an iOS. You know, like I got a, a OnePlus. You know, but I'm like I don't mind that Apple like people with Apple devices got. The game first. I don't mind it either. I mean, no, it's fine. The the reason why they develop for for um Apple is is pretty obvious. It's just a single platform. Yeah. Whereas yeah. um when you look at Android, there is countless manufacturers, uh, with different yeah. specs, and it's really hard to develop a game for all Android devices because you don't want anyone to feel left out. And then personally, yeah, sure. I have an Android, and I can wait. Like. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. There was a review though from someone with iOS who had like one that was like you know not supported because it was old, like a a five or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the then they were like, one star doesn't work on my device. It's like <laughs> your device is older than Gwen. Get over it. Yeah. It pretty much. It's like <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people can be a bit, a little bit entitled, yeah. uh, which is a shame. Yeah. But. I'm sure. I'm sure when we see Android, it it'll be good. You know, I actually they do have an and Android build. I think like it's not like they're not working on it. Yeah, it's next it's year. I think like, it's being released. Yeah, it? they're meant to be early 2020. I think. Yeah, the first oh. quarter. I think. I'm quite excited because I quite like the idea of you know sometimes you just want to play one game at Gwen. You know, like a, play a couple of rounds rather than mm -hmm. like go and boot up your computer and sit down yeah. and like maybe or you're telling yeah. just want to log TV in or something. Reward. You get your daily rewards or like <laughs> yeah, check something. <laughs> Grinding so, those rewards, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying it's very having access to it on just, mobile. It and is you know, they, they, uh, I'm not sure how long it's going to last, but now you have the um, uh, bonus XP events, like where every mm. single day is a different faction. Oh, yeah. I hope, yeah, like I hope it event, won't right? be a regular thing because I, I don't want to just skip Gwent on, let's say, Friday because that's when Skoyato is. Like I, I, yeah, yeah. I, like it's if it's just a one-time thing because of the uh, mobile release, then it's great. But I don't want it to be you know every single day of the week. The XP yeah, I mean, it can influence yeah. the uh, meta. Yeah, I yeah. I, I don't like events that influence the meta. I feel like, like the, it's the, slightly problematic. Yeah. I mean, like Monsters yeah. Day, you should just tech in like cards that counter. Yeah, yeah. yeah it makes it a bit too deck. easy, doesn't it? And it kind of kind of incentivizes you to play other factions. That does, that's one thing that I I built my my own stream around because. Well, with Homecoming and with how the ladder works and Pro Ladder works, you are kind of forced to play other factions. Whereas mm -hmm, yeah. I always played one faction, so that's what I built my stream around. Like people, people call me, "Oh, 
Why don't you play Scarto? Because I only play Nilfgaard. Why don't you play Anar? Do I look like a barbarian to you? I only play Nilfgaard. <laughs> uh, see, people get cross at me when I don't play Nilfgaard, and I'm like, I also comment, like, I'm also a commentator. Like, I can't just play one faction. Well, we're casting Scorytel versus Syndicate. I'm I know out. nothing about these games. But yeah, yeah. Have you heard of our Lord and Savior, the Great Sun? <laughs> <laughs> you should genuinely do that. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, being faction ambassadors, like some people are really passionate about Nilfgaard, but like too much so. Someone, <laughs> someone complained on my YouTube video that I read what the Nilfgaard cards did on like a deck guide. I was like, so should I just like not tell you what the cards? Do? <laughs> I'll just, I'll just assume that you know everything about Gwent, and then just and then don't need this guide. Yeah, why are you watching a guide? And I'm also impressed that someone sat down and watched the video for the sheer purpose of complaining about me as a faction ambassador. <laughs> I love the internet. I was like, come on. And we, we, we are slowly getting to that topic of you being a faction ambassador. But first, uh, I would like to ask actually all of you, um, because the community is now thrilled. Like, the challenge the challenges were, challenge was amazing. The game is balanced. Uh, expansion is great. We have a mobile release. Like, everything's like, just, just, you know, super and amazing and, 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 and very nice. But how long do you think this, this goodwill is going to last? Because we all know that the community has had its swings in the past. Yeah. Well, the community gets angry about absolutely I mean, nothing. People yeah. are getting angry because there's no competitive scene at the moment. Oh, that's a big issue. That's fair to it say. It is a big problem, isn't it? There's no I news. Hope, I hope that the, it will be announced before like Android is like released, uh, like uh, Gwent on Android. I hope I hope it will be announced before that. I think yeah. the goodwill, like it depends on how the next kind of couple ex like not expansions but patches go. You know what's coming just before Christmas, for example. You're saying this this season is a longer one, which I guess make it makes sense to have like a month and a half and then a month and a half to cover the holiday period. But you know yeah. what is going to happen with uh, World Masters, for example. You know where is that going to be? Are people going to be able to go and like? watch because i think people are quite passionate about gwent and you know when people came to the the challenger i was awesome i feel like i felt like i was so busy because of casting i didn't always get to talk to people which i felt kind of bad about but having that atmosphere of the crowd was great like whenever shoot was playing oh people God. would be like shoot like the yeah. whole audience was just like <laughs> shouting and uh like so having that fun. sort of feel was good but it, yeah. it kind of depends on on what happens going forward here and i guess Part of that depends on how iOS goes, you know, so that um, yeah. if CDPR feel like, you know, more encouraged to invest into the game, I guess is, is where we're kind of at. And that that's kind of well, going to dictate things like season two as well. So I guess it, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah ask specific. Yeah, BJ, go on. Yeah, Bush has said that it, it, it's going it's, it's gonna to be there season two, but yeah. just the question when. And yeah, will there still be a community here waiting for? Yeah, and in kind of what sort of capacity, I guess, like, you know, yeah. if, if iOS is like, you know, picks up and you see a big influx in players and a big influx in revenue, then at that point, it makes sense to invest more into esports. Whereas if it's kind of more quiet, then, you know, it, it maybe means that we'll see some, like smaller tournaments or smaller prize pools and stuff. So I don't know. I can't tell you guys anything because I don't know anything, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful. I feel like yeah. I hope that I hope we hear something, especially because I know at least within TLG, for example, the competitive players, like they're really grinding the... Pro ladder, like I think the last five pro ladder seasons, TLG have been number one. Like someone from TLG, whether it be like Alessio or Beardy or someone else who I forget. I apologize, TLG person <laughs> who I've forgotten. Uh, but like th they, they have a lot of um, 
passion for competitive Gwent, mm-hmm. but they need something to work towards. And yeah. I think that that's the case where a lot of the community, like a lot of people who want to be competitive or like, you know, I like, I'm happy to get to pro ladder and just chill in the pro ladder, but you know, the people who want to grind the pro ladder and be the best and play the best decks and that they don't have a huge goal at the moment. And that's a shame, especially with yeah. like world masters already having, you know, people qualified for it. Some of whom yeah. qualified like two years ago. Yeah. Uh, life, oh yeah. Like, li- yeah li- people life don't even play the game anymore. <laughs> He hasn't. He hasn't actively played the game since Midwinter. He got back for like a two day, for a day or two, when Humble <laughs> dropped, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's not surprising. Midwinter wasn't good. No, to be fair, I don't think many people played longer than a day, but still. Yeah, and, and, and to be to be honest, when people heard that this season is gonna be so long, that they th- they thought like mid December, mm-hmm. another Midwinter, please no. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I asked specifically about the community because uh, you have some experience of your own. Shortly before the challenger, there was a very negative post about you as a faction ambassador, and then a month later, Reddit was praising you for your work. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I even I don't even know if I saw that. I got to the point where I saw Reddit because it was a very negative place, and they really didn't have good things to say about me. And like, I kind of get it because with the faction ambassador thing, I hadn't been playing or streaming because I just it wasn't in a good place, men- like mental health wise, to do it. Um, and so I was looking after me, you know, and fair enough. I got why people were upset, but also we do a lot of work with faction ambassadors behind the scenes, um, with talking to CDPR and bear in mind, it's like a community rolling. We don't get paid or anything. I mean, I don't expect to get paid, but you know, it's something that we do <laughs> out of passion for the game. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. And some people, honestly, they just have like some kind of justice boner against me for the, that faction ambassador thing. So I kind of got to the point where I, I mute and block a lot of people. Like, if people are very negative with no kind of constructive feedback, I've reached a point where I'm like, nah, you can, you can, like... Yeah, it's block. pointless. You don't need that. Yeah. yeah so, so I kind of stopped going on Reddit um, at all. I, I just didn't go there. I was like, you know what? It's not good for my mental health. And there's no point reading the things that people have to say. And then, like, yeah, recently, then when I did all the Star videos, someone posted, like, oh, these are great. And I was just like... Oh. It was a really nice post. I yeah, it was. It was like, oh my, that's that's exactly. Yeah, and and since then, like when people, I've seen a few people like recommending the starter videos to other people, like mm. my content, cool. which is always very exciting. So, I think I get why people were upset about the whole faction ambassador thing, but at the same time, I feel like it's not that big of a deal. Like the faction ambassadors, we don't do you know that much. You know, like yeah. how often is it relevant that? Uh, Pumpkin is Squirtle ambassador, or like I guess Ocean Mud only plays monsters, so that makes sense. But like McBeard is Northern Realms. Like, what are we? What are we really doing other than making content? Which partners do as well, and a lot of people are now Gwent partners, and they can promote their content. So I get like some people are like, ah, she has this tag, but like I don't think it was as big of a deal as people made it out to be. Um, But then now I make content, and everyone's happy, so it's fine. Although some people, some people are still not happy, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) some people are never happy. And, yeah, like, whenever, no, and whenever I'm to post something on Reddit, I always try to look at other threads and, and, and see in what kind of mood Reddit is today, because if Reddit is overly, <laughs> oh, posi- if Reddit is overly positive... It's just not worth it some days. Yeah. No. Like, if they are already positive and you actually have a legit complaint, are you going to post it or is it going to get downvoted to oblivion? Yeah. Or, you know, or maybe there's something really nice you saw in Gwent and you want to post, post that, but... You know, Reddit is having a, a bad day, and you're like, yeah. okay, if I post something positive, it's gonna get down with it. There, there's no point. Yeah, yeah. The whole the whole thing with voting also on Reddit is like, 
it depends on where you're at when people come in. So like if a couple people downvote sure. you, suddenly people see it and I'm like, oh, this is downvoted and it gives them a negative perspective of the post. Or if they come in and something's yeah. upvoted, it gives them a positive perspective of the post. And the other thing is people who don't care or are happy are very unlikely to say anything. Like more often than not, people will say something if they're unhappy. But if people are, the, the vast, you know, silent majority who don't say anything are content. So you have to, in terms of community feedback, you have to kind of take it with a pinch of salt. Like, I don't yeah. look at really community feedback on Reddit for casting or anything like that. Because uh, I feel like the people who enjoy the cast, I get DMs from people who are like, oh, I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I thought it was great. And mm -hmm. I get feedback from CDPR, you know, this is where you can improve. This is where you can do better. Um, but a lot of the feedback with casting that is negative tends to be stuff like, oh, she explains what the cards do. But the thing with casting is the cost yeah. isn't just for pro players. The cost isn't just for yeah. the people who play Gwen at the highest level. The cast it's is for everyone. Yeah. And it, and then people are saying, oh, well, now we have the, the overlay, so why is she explaining what the cards do? People can just look. But some people are going to watch the, the broadcast sat on their sofa, you know, and just watch it. Or um, or Yeah, or, or see it on the front page and be like, you know, what's going on? And they maybe don't know about the overlay. So you need to talk about things like what cards do in basic interactions to explain deck strategies for that audience, whilst also giving more in-depth input for yeah. the broader audience and bearing in mind like i'm a color commentator whereas panda is typically meant to be more kind of do the insight and the analysis and that side of things whereas i'm there to yeah. make stupid jokes and <laughs> you know have the back and forth and i'm like i'm i don't get really too kind of upset about feedback anymore i used to but now i'm kind of like <sighs> Casting is more than just being a streamer. So you, you see people who are like, this person should be a caster. This person should be a caster. But streaming and casting are very, very different. Like, there are some crossovers. But at the end of the day, I think that Panda and I do a good job. I think yeah. that we have a proven track record. And we are reliable and consistent. And that's something that CDPR value, right? Yeah. And, like, are there other people in the community who would be good casters? I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. The problem at the moment is we just don't have the opportunities for everyone, right? Yeah, but there's and, a good and, chemistry between the two of you, and it's enjoyable to watch because you play off each other quite well. You have different roles, but that's good. That's what should happen if you're both saying. Really I, I would, I would rather be polarizing than not have people remember you, right? Like the pun thing. I get some people don't like puns. You know, that's totally fine. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to like. We nearly fell out earlier. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not trying to like you know tell you what you have to like or dislike. But some people really like the puns. Like, I get messages I from people being like, you should make more puns. You know, how do you come up? Like, some people are really, really enjoy them. And then I yeah. get other people being like, oh, she's so cringe. All she does is say yeah. puns. And I'm like, who am I supposed to be yeah. appeasing here? Like, yeah. the people who want lo you're never going to, you're never going to make everyone happy. The happy people yeah, you can make everyone happy. Yeah. And it's the same, yeah. like, with Mogwai. Some people really love, like, really love Mogwai. And some people really <laughs> dislike Mogwai's style of casting because he was very hype and shouty and energetic. And Lots it was just five, oozing yeah. passion. And some people felt like it was over the top and some people didn't. But, you know, if it, there's always going to be, that's always going to be the situation where some people like you and some people don't. And right. it's not worth getting hung up over the community, the people who, you know, aren't happy. As long as CDPR is happy. I'm pretty happy, you know, and that's at the that's end of the fair. day, that's kind of how it is. And, you know, yeah. if, if people don't like you, you know, not everyone's going to like everything. You know, you could be like the juiciest peach in the world and some people just don't like peaches, right? Yeah. It's fair. yeah and, and the thing is, like, it's it's really nice to see that the casts are, like, very diverse from each other. Otherwise, it will be very still, I think. If, yeah, if there's, I think the, same, right? the casting is, is good in that there's 
it's very different. Like me and Panda are going to be different. Yeah. Flake and, and McBeard, and that's okay. And like, you can prefer Flake and McBeard. You can prefer me and Panda. You can like none of us. Like, that's totally fine. Um, but I, I do think people get hung up on like things like, oh, the casters, you know, they their game knowledge isn't there. I don't think that's really fair. I think our game no. knowledge is is pretty good. I mean, yeah, we're not pro players. We're not grinding the ladder. We're not playing to like the super highest level of Gwent. But that's not the point of our job. Our job is to yeah. facilitate the yeah, broadcast to, to, to a general watch. audience. Like yeah. if you if you know everything about Gwent, the casters aren't really there for you. Like we're not there to tell you things that you already know. That that, that doesn't make any sense. No. And no, usually no. there's community rebroadcasts of people who you know are very analytical. And if that's what you want, then you can watch the the community streamers. You know, I mean, yeah. we actually have analysts. I know we do, and the analysts <laughs> are fantastic. They're so yeah. good. Oh, oh, I I I love the duo of Shashimiri and uh, and uh, Green Cricket. Oh, <laughs> Cricket was uh, <laughs> dropping. So he, he seemed a little bit nervous cast, so. at first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was just like, oh, this is this is shit, and I was just like, oh my oh, god. Gosh. Oh, well, then I was talking about was it Yan's Wang at one point because I was trying to say Wang's Yan, like because he was playing Yan, and I said Yan's Wang, and I'm. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, gone now, that's it. yeah, that, that was that was that was really funny, and and uh, when you said some when you. Um, somebody played Syndicate, and you know, Slice and Dactrosis was on board, mm. and he's, you know, you know, the guy didn't kill one of them, and he was like, oh, because he respects women. Yeah, <laughs> he, he does. Colomon, Colomon respects women. <laughs> oh, dear. Good it's like, I don't know, it's fun. I, I, I always have fun with it. Um, I always feel a bit nervous when it, because we, you know, we had six months between events, like sometimes when we have that big break, I'm like, when I first start, I always feel a little bit nervous. And then as the tournament goes on, you just relax and you get into the zone and then, you know, you're having a good time. I really enjoyed casting this, uh, Colomon versus Tailbot. That's it. I had, I had such a fun mm. time on, on the, uh, was it end of day one? And then, yeah, in the semifinals, they were, like, some sets you always feel good and some sets you feel bad. And I think I beat myself up over little mistakes more than anyone else will. Like, I don't think people realize that. That's people true. will say things and I'll, like, I will have, I will have, like, agonized about that internally a, a lot. <laughs> but then sometimes you just gotta put it aside and kind of get on with things. Yeah. I, don't know, I I love casting. I have a really I really enjoy it. I always have a really good time at events, and I I I kind of wish there was I wish there was more events, and I I do wish there was opportunities Great. for other people as well to cast or just even to cast like from home. You know, like have yeah. community events where That's I can kind of right keep up well. to yeah, you know, you see, yeah. keep up to scratch, inspiring. keep up to practice, yeah, but also. Uh, yeah, and opportunities to cast with other people because I I love casting with Panda. Don't get me wrong, we work really well, but sometimes it would be fun to like. I can't even imagine me and Flake as a casting. That would be such a <laughs> oh god! Can you imagine? <laughs> it would be incredible. I'd love to watch it, but I don't know how productive. No, I know. I don't think. I don't think it would work in like a like a big tournament kind of like World oh. Masters scenario. But I think in in terms of like uh, a community, uh, tournament, a community that'd be great. tournament, or like yeah, or like if we had a show match, it was like McBeard versus Panda, and then me and Flake could cast it. That would I would just be the best. That would be hilarious. That should happen. That should be a thing. Definitely. But it's, it's, it's gonna be absolute nonsense. Like I yeah. know the sort of nonsense that Flake talks, and I know the sort of nonsense that I talk. So. Oh, I would definitely yeah, watch that. I would definitely watch that. <laughs> I just wish that I, I want a community tournament. I really hope because there are so many content creators looking uh, you're cutting to out. do things. Yeah. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we Excellent. Yeah, I was just hoping that we get a community tournament client because there are so many people creating content and all these tournaments, the Oddball tournament, and you know the one that's going on now. And 
it would be great if we could use those things. Well, so Spectator, Spectator is really good, like yeah. the one yeah. that we use in broadcast. But yeah. I know it's not a priority because, like, they want to get new player content and that kind of thing first, yeah. and then it's kind of on the back burner a little bit. So hopefully, we will see it in the future. But you know what we should get a reverse yeah. tournament where the casters and analysts play each other, and the and the pro players are doing the casting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh wow, that'd be brutal. I try to think like. Of the pro players, who would be the best at casting? Who's like I the most Demarcus, talkative? Perhaps. Yeah, Demarcus is a good choice. He's, he's, a good, he's, he's quite a good chatty. Talker. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Like, call him on Squiet. Tell him on Squiet. Adds a comment. Squiet. Freddy, perhaps. Yeah, Freddy. Freddy could be Freddy, quite good. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like they're good at playing. Right. They're, they're, no, Chessie like, Chess would be an amazing uh, caster. I mean, yeah, Chessie Chessie has done cast before. Yeah. He, he has casted something before, hasn't he? Unfortunately, his quid went. Yeah. <laughs> but before yeah. he did, he brought Shelmore to the tournament, for which I'm very thankful. Oh, yeah. I hate turning yeah. Shelmore. I hate it. I love it. I was playing Come before here. it was popular. Come here, dog. <laughs> nope. But speaking no. of tournaments, uh, there is a segment we have to talk about, and there's going to be a lot of not-so-fun topics in that segment. Yeah. So with that being said, Lionheart, the floor is yours. Yeah. Um, so obviously there have been some revelations in the Gwent community or accusations around um, wind trading and how that's potentially happening on the pro ladder. Um, and just wondering what, what are the thoughts of everyone really? How are you? How do you react to that? Because the pro ladder and the pro community is quite tight knit. And obviously, we're very keen to see new seasons and things like that. But how do we think that's going to affect the game in general? Uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can do. I don't think. I don't think that the way whoever made the video went mm. about it is the right way to deal with these things. I think if you have concerns or evidence or issues regarding win trading or anything mm. like that, the way to approach that is to contact CDPR and talk to them. Not, let's yeah, make a yeah. video stirring the pot, causing drama, and making it a topic of community discussion. You know, when the whole Pronio thing happened, I don't think Freddie should have been talking about it publicly at all. I think mm, he should have been speaking fair. to CDPR. And in this instance, I think the same. Like, if this whole tie trading thing is an issue, you speak to CDPR, they investigate it, they take action. That's like how things are dealt with professionally mm, i mean yeah. i i get that like people love a little bit of drama but in in my perspective that's not the way to deal with it i think if people are cheating there mm. should be consequences if you if you can catch them but i also think the there's an incentive you know if you can get an edge there's money on the line you know and, and people some people are gonna try and take that advantage if they can get away with it that's just the nature of the beast and true. there's always gonna be issues with a ladder system you know, if you can match into someone that you know and have them give you MMR by quitting, then that's a that's a problem. But then I also think a ladder system is good for, you know, just the, the average player and for the health of the game. But maybe you need a ladder system that then feeds into, say, like a round robin tournament or something like that. Like a, not, like with a Swiss stage. So let's say the top 64 people on the pro ladder then go into a tournament or something like that. I actually like think that's that. a great idea. I, I actually think it's a great idea. So, so then, Still you know, accessibility, but then yeah. some accountability as well. I think that's really yeah, good and idea. and it also means that if there are incidences of cheating, it will be less impactful because all they're going to be able mm. to do there is qualify into a tournament where they still have to show their prowess and their skill. Completely, like I think, yeah. I think the the wild card slots, the the tournament slots for the tournaments, are a great thing to have. 
And in some ways, I almost feel like maybe it should be, you know, six or, you know, four or six slots rather than than just the two that we have. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think like throwing mud at people or trying to accuse people of things is a good way to deal with these things. And I also don't think that other people cheating, if they are cheating, yeah. should somehow unban Pronio. Like, no, it's not, not like, oh, well, they were bad and they still get to play, therefore you should unban me. It's like, if they were bad, they should also have consequences. Not, mm -hmm. you can come back, you know? And like, I met Pronio, like, Pronio's chill, he's fine, but like, evidently he, there was issues with, you know, the, the his community and there was evidence of, of win trading. And I don't know why he was streaming it. That's really silly, but yeah, you know, you can't, you can't do these things and then, and then be like, it's unfair. Like yeah. there are rules, you know, there's rules. When you get into pro ladder, you have to be like, I agree to the rules. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I like, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, accuse people of things. Cause I don't know enough about it. I haven't watched the video. I think the video was in Russian anyway. Um, and I've seen yeah. a certain level of conversation. So I, I don't know, you know, but I think if there are concerns, you should speak. To, they, these people should be speaking to CDPR. They shouldn't be making videos and stirring the pot and making it like what they're trying to do is leverage pressure on CDPR by making it a community issue, making it I, more public. Yeah, and I don't think that's an appropriate way to deal with things, personally. No, that's valid. No, that's completely valid. I just do. Do we think it's going to have an impact on people looking to play professionally? Do we think be something that's going to concern people, or do we think because of the nature of the way it's been done, it's a uh, you know, it's it's dramatic and it'll sort of be moved on from. I've seen a lot of um, a lot of different streamers have been discussing it and making reference to the video, some quite comically. Um, yeah, just do we think it's going to, it'll just sort of disappear? Yeah, I think that, you know, um, content creators actually uh, turning this into a joke or something that <laughs> has an insane meme potential is actually some sort of damage control. Yeah. Because you would expect content creators to have a very serious opinion on the matter. And, and and really uh, dive deep into it. But then you watch guys like Trinet, who obviously has <laughs> quite a lot of viewers and has a significant impact on the community. And then yeah, he's fun. wearing a fake he's wearing a fake polygraph. Oh come on, like if you're gonna do a polygraph in a video. Uh, yeah, you've got to expect it, haven't you? It's not the Jeremy Kyle show. <laughs> like I, oh, I did a polygraph, and it shows I'm not a cheater. Haha, -ha, gotcha. Yeah. But the best thing that came out of it is you are watching a stream, and the streamer oh. is losing, and then they look at the opponent's name, and they get like, wanna tie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a lot I, of that. Yeah, there's there's been memes like I I know like um with Spirit Stream he tied a game, and I was like, oh, he's tie trading. <laughs> he's definitely tie trading here. Uh, and I think, you you know, people are always going to make jokes about these things. There's always going to yeah. be a certain, like, level of humor. But I, I don't know, like, I don't think this is the biggest issue competitive Gwent has, just because at the moment everyone's worried about competitive Gwent's future. Yeah, does it exist? Yeah. You know, that's more yeah. of an issue to me than than kind of competitive Gwent in general. And then also the, 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 all this titrating and stuff, it happens like two years ago or something yeah i was gonna say the footage is quite old as well uh, isn't it? Like 2017 the i think yeah yeah exactly yeah, like the relevancy of it you know and like why is it suddenly now that people are are yeah, discussing it you know i you... mean 
I don't think it's a good thing, but, you know, with these seasons, what impact have they had? You know, uh, it, it, did it cause these players to qualify for tournaments that have then led on to this tournament? You know, you can't go back and disqualify them from a tournament that's already happened. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it, you, it actually, like, it actually reminds me of uh, politics in a way. You know, like, like sometimes you have a politician and, and the, media, the media go like, oh, I'm back when he was 16, the honorable yeah. gentleman oh, did that. that. Yeah, yeah, you see that a lot, like digging through people's like Twitter histories and all that kind of thing, and be yeah. like, "Well, you know, this long ago they were a bad person." But I mean, I guess it's recent <laughs> enough and relevant enough that it's it's not quite the same. You know, the things that I said when I was sixteen compared to yeah, now is a, a bit different for compared to <laughs> you know things that happened in Gwent two years ago that have led into a tournament. But yeah, it also that's... the person who's like promoting this is clearly doing it to try and support pro neo yeah there's like, an it's agenda not... there isn't yeah. there yeah it's not for the good of gwent that it... yeah so, so it's, it might it's... have an impact on other decisions it's difficult and like with like some of the screenshots that i've seen like things have been covered up or blurred out so it's like people have been yeah, altering evidence to a certain extent it so it's like you know what, like what is it that you don't want people an to... agenda yeah very much so so i don't know I, I like i said i haven't looked into it hugely i haven't watched the video i've seen like some discussion on discords and streams and stuff so i know the kind of basic overview of what's going on yeah but i'm not going to be like oh this person deserves this or this person it's not my it's not it's, it's not it's our not decision to our make. Place, is it? yeah we yeah. shouldn't be making that call like it's, it ultimately it's up to cdpr cdpr have said they'll look onto it so yeah that's fair now i think your point the uh, the biggest thing is it's not the biggest issue with competitive gwent is it it's can gwent survive or survive without a thriving competitive scene if it's not gonna have season two information yeah how much you know what what comes then like as a content creator, you couldn't keep making new content, could you? So th th I think the issue with season two is... Like, so CDPR obviously haven't said anything about it, like other than it's happening. We haven't got details and people keep wanting yeah. details. But ultimately, if the current generation of competitive players, the people who are currently, you know, tryharding, if they leave... Yeah there'll be a new wave behind them like if cdpr then announced a tournament it's not like there's not going to be anyone to compete you know it's true. Exactly. so i i feel like the players have more at stake than cdpr and that's why there's this kind of disconnect because the, the people who I, and i agree i think these like cdpr doesn't owe the players a season two no. But I feel like it would be good to communicate with the community because it's a community issue and that's not good like but at the end of the day, if they don't, how harmful is it going to be for the game and for mm -hmm. the game overall? It's, it's going to maybe be harmful for the, the, these people and they might leave. And that's bad. I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to think about it in kind of a devil's advocate kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, I think what, what most people are kind of worried about is uh, what I would call the third exodus of Gwent players. Because first we had Midwinter and a lot of content creators and players left around uh, that time, then we had Homecoming, and and Gwent took a huge hit when it comes to Twitch viewership, uh, uh, the the size of the player base, and so on. And right now we are kind of in an okay spot. Like we are not losing players or or viewership, but we are also not like growing immensely. And I think yeah. that you know whenever we hear about players trying out Mythgard or uh, uh, Legends of Runeterra or or any other game. Mm. We are, we are kind of afraid. Okay, if there if nothing nothing is happening, if there is no season two, if there is no positive news, those players, those content creators, will leave the game, and and yeah. you know, we, we are basically back to square one. Yeah, mm. I agree. I think there there's there's definitely concerns, and 
I feel like CDPR should say something. Yeah. But I mean, maybe, you know, they're, if they're waiting on the impact of mobile, hopefully we'll hear something soon. But maybe they should have just said, you know, we're waiting to see, you know, how mobile impacts, you know, the, the, the game yeah. as to how many, much resources or how we invest into season two, you know, that that's kind of like the way you could do it. You know, we want to make season two as good as, as it can be. So we want to know kind of where we're going to be at. Uh, when season two comes around, and then at least they've said something. Yeah, you know? anything will be better than silence. Yeah, like yeah. we want to know if they are like working on it or not. Like, you know. Mm, yeah, no, normally you would say no news is good news, but in this case, I don't <laughs> think that 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 saying yeah. applies. No, quite the opposite. Yeah, I think it's a budgetary issue to to a certain degree because. Yeah. Um, you know, they invest a lot in, in, in converting Quantum Mobile, even though, you know, a couple of months ago they said they don't have plans to do so. And we had Pavel here on, on Merchants of Novigrad, and he said that they kind of blew out way too much money on the season one and all those events yeah. in, in special places like, you know, the castle or yeah. the, 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 the former salt, salt mine and stuff like that. Yeah. And exactly, then when, when, when he told us what they had in, in, in their plans for a Challenger 5, like, like you know, uh, going to Romania and, and, and renting another castle and basically huge things that require a lot of money. And I think now they kind of have to figure out how to do season two Ooh. on a limited budget. Yeah. I think yeah they they promised too much with season one, like, and it's kind of come back to bite them. Like even with like things like prize pools, you know, this next tournament's what two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and like that would fund twenty five, ten grand tournaments. You know, yeah. Like if I you think, think about it like that, then it's kind of crazy. And I <laughs> I think this is just an issue in esports in general that there's too much money at the top. So mm. like even for the people who qualified for say Challenger, if you if you if you win, you get like sixty thousand dollars, and if you you know win a couple rounds in the first round, but go from there, you win like two grand. Like the the distribution is not it's very. Stiff, it, I don't think it? it should be even. You know, obviously, if you win, you should get more, but I don't think it should be as extreme as it is because no. ultimately, you want players to be able to survive and basically have this as a career. Like you know, play tournaments. That's how they make their money. But if the disparity between winning and losing is like you know. Sixty thousand dollars, like some places, that's like three years' salary. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's true. If <laughs> not more, so, I think that's an understatement. Yeah, but it, it depends. I mean, it depends where you live, right? It could, it could be one yeah. year. It could be well, it could yeah, be probably more than one year. But like, one. yeah, yeah. Um, but like that. Whereas someone else has taken home maybe like two thousand dollars, and it just seems like the disparity is too big. Like it used to be Challenger three. If you lost, you got nothing, like absolutely that, nothing. I'm glad they changed that. And now you get, I think, $1,000. But I feel like they could put that up, you know, for the people yeah. who qualify. Just Because at the end of the day, getting to a challenger or getting to an event is difficult in and of itself. And if you skim a little bit off the top and spread it down, the person who wins is still getting some of the money that comes down. So it's not like you're taking as much of them as it looks. So, I don't know. That, that's, in my opinion, I think, like, with esports, you should have the money more spread out across people in order to support the scene because it's healthier to do that, because then mm -hmm. people can invest their time. Yeah, it's more sustainable. Then, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. The, the one positive, I know they'll be disappointed that they couldn't rent the castle in Romania, but the challenge that just happened was, yeah, but it was my I one go I enjoyed Romania. the most. <laughs> the one that we've just had looks like the good. most fun, and it's the I one that's had that. the most positive reaction. So at least it went well, and the community were engaged. And while it was lower budget, it came across really well. Yeah. So at least that's positive, and they can take that and think, well, 
we don't maybe have to go quite as crazy and we could have more tournaments yeah. but at smaller budget. I wouldn't mind. It's and just that more they want to play other ones. card games too, right? We'd... Yeah. I mean, they also have the studio like oh, the yeah. at at the CDPR HQ. So, like, I feel like that's a underutilized resource. You know, it, it's okay. when we have the opens there. You know, they yeah. they run like clockwork. We've done it a lot. It's very kind of um, what sort of, like consistent. Like, people know what to do. People know where to be. Casters like are comfortable there. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, we we know the employees that we're working with. Like when we did the challengers that are away they work with esl to do the broadcast whereas when you do it in-house you know we're working with the same people every open so it's like you get familiar with the staff you get familiar with the whole process you get to know people Mm. um so i feel like they should they should utilize the space that they have especially like they actually just bought the office so they didn't buy more space but the office that they actually have been renting for the last few years where cdpr is based they now bought it so they have more like creativity to utilize that space in different ways so we'll have to see you know, what happens if that's going to have an impact or not? I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. Mm. Lionheart, it's your that's segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in terms of competitive Gwent, there's really much else to discuss because there's no news. Masters, um, it's problematic, but hopefully we'll get more news. That's the issue. Yeah. Um, World Masters will be after Christmas. I can't, I can't yeah. see it happening before Christmas. Like yeah. everyone's going surprised. on holiday. It's November. It's not been announced. I reckon it'll be uh, early next yeah, year. Yeah, we are getting another expansion before Christmas because they work. Uh, are we? A, yeah, are three, we? three month development schedule. So it seems like there might be another expansion around. Well, Christmas. the last one was the start of October, so would it not be after Christmas? Yeah, I'd be surprised if they don't December. link it in with but the you Android. Know, you, you know, you kind of have to market it, and Christmas is also when people are more likely to spend I mean, money on, exactly. on bundles and stuff like that, so I guess. So if, if they are dropping expansion, it's going to be shortly before Christmas. Be. See, I don't think yeah. it would be before Christmas, because everyone goes on holiday. <laughs> so like, you have way less time to do <laughs> things. So you drop an expansion, there. and then everyone leaves. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we've done that before. You know, we had a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff mistake. happen, and then everyone went on holiday, yeah, and then... I, I think I think of it. They, yeah. they do it. It'll be early next year. Uh, yeah, yes. I, I think it'll tie in with the Android. I think sort of tie it into that, and it'll just Android does uh, sort of somewhere in Q one, so like January, I think next yeah, year. But, yeah, but the, the expansion, if it happens, it has to happen before the Android release because you don't yeah. wanna you don't wanna uh, take the risk <laughs> of bugs. releasing a super buggy and and yeah. overtune expansion. Yeah. Uh, together with with Android release, like, yeah, you don't to want a whole new audience. Like you, no. you I think want the game to be as balanced as, as balanced as possible yeah. at the point. I mean, we we saw you know a tournament, then an expansion, and then months later a mobile release. So I don't know if they'll do that or whether they'll use the expansion to uh, sorry the tournament to hype the mobile release or like because they always usually try and promote some sort of new content with the tournament. That makes um, sense. So we'll have to see how it all lines up. I I don't know, but I I wouldn't expect we'll see an expansion before Christmas. Yeah. Especially given it's like the second of what, yeah, November, and they usually want to sell pre-order packs and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah and if I there are like... any problematic bugs, that CD Projekt is all on holiday, so <laughs> dead games two weeks. Midwinter <laughs> to happening. Just buff dwarves and leave for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Not Let's see like what happens. A... <laughs> Rain on it's your fine, hurry, yeah. <laughs> God, can you imagine? Oh, that would be good. 
But um, no. you were talking about uh, you know having uh, the feeling of you, you know you know the staff you you know your way around the studio. So I think it's a good moment to move to the next segment, which is yes. uh, you know, the, the more personal slash QA uh, yeah. part yeah, of the podcast. So the first. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering because we asked this question um, uh, to to Flag and my beard. How did you get to be a caster? What, what is your story? How, how, yeah. did, how, how did you apply for the process? Um, so way back when there was like two casters, or maybe it was just after Panda started, so there would be three or merchants. Who was first Panda or merchant? Merchant. I don't know. I emailed CDPR and I was like, "Hey, basically, I like, put my foot in the door. You know, oh, wow. I'm interested in working. Uh, you know, or, or, you know, moving towards uh, maybe working commentary or hosting or analysis. Um, and I just wanted, to, you know." like mention my interest and you know is there anything i can do to kind of improve my chances and i spoke to them this was like 2017 it was a while ago like a while ago like uh back when there was three casters uh i just expressed interest that was like the first step uh to say you know these are the things i'm like looking for and they came back and were like you know are you more interested in hosting are you more interested in analysis and casting where where do you want to be uh and i i said to them that i was more interested in, in casting because I feel like hosting, you don't really display any, well, you don't, not any, but you don't show your knowledge of the game and you don't necessarily talk about the game in such a way. It's more like you yeah. exist to pass the, pass the baton between different segments and yeah, you're you know, like, like commentary. Yeah. You're facilitating. And it's like definitely something I can do, but considering like how much I, you know, played in New, New Gwent and doing all my guides, I felt like I, I had all this knowledge that would then not be utilized. Yeah. So I spoke to them then, uh, and they were like, you know, we're interested. And then I went uh, for a meeting at CDPR because they were basically looking for maybe having a like a backup duo. And they were considering Swim and I because we did the talk show mm-hmm. together. So I, I kind of spoke to them and they were saying like, yeah, you know, we're this is this is kind of what we're looking at. Um, that's kind of where we're at. Uh, and then uh, that's how I think me and Swim ended up being analysts for Challenger 3. I was a terrible analyst. I'm just going to put that one out there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am a much better caster than I have an analyst. I was a bit like a deer in the headlights with the analysis. And it was, that was a really hard day. You, you, like, basically, you don't get any breaks because you have to be really? watching all the games and then telling a man to, like, make things into replays. Like, you're, you have to, like, there's a lot going on. And it's it's really hard. Like, I have a lot of respect for the analysts. I think the that current analysts we have are fantastic. I think they do a lot better job than I did. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I think with with them, we did. So I did that, and and that was kind of a thing. And like I already kind of knew the like I'd met CDPR and and that sort of thing when then Merchant stepped down. And I'm good friends with Merchant. I've known Merchant since before Gwent. Like uh, he used to be community manager of a card game based on RuneScape. That's how I know Merchant. Oh, like I used to be oh, okay. the content creator for that game. Yeah, that's way back okay. when, way back when. So wow. me and him were were kind of good pals. And like I, I knew that he was he was like leaving. Um. And I knew that I'd spoken to CDPR about casting and stuff anyway. So uh, it wasn't surprising. I got an email basically saying, hey, you know, Merchant's left uh, and we're looking to replace him. Uh, are you free to do an audition? Like, they didn't just give me the job. Oh, so people seem to yeah. think they were just like, oh, here, Jagras, you can be a caster. <laughs> You'll do. You're, you're a girl. Let's have some diversity. That's not what happened, you know? No um, diversity Yeah. And, I, you know, when I spoke to CDPR at the meeting, they specifically said, you know, when I was talking to them about working with swim they said like you know if we're gonna offer you a role it's because you're good not because of like gender or anything like that you know uh even though you will get that sort of flag i do i do get that sort of flag but i also think some people are just unkind not because of gender but because they're unkind anyway so 
me and Panda had to do an audition. And Panda at the time didn't have internet. <laughs> wow. And we had to basically like we were we got a YouTube I got a YouTube vod of like a couple matches, and he went to his friend's house and used a laptop, and we basically rec I recorded a cast of us two, um, commentating that, and then had to send that to C like put it on YouTube um, privately, and then send it to CDPR, being like this is kind of the audition. Mm -hmm. Bear in mind his mic would like cut out half the time, <laughs> so I just had to just like go with it and just hope you know hope for the best. And I know other people audition too, um, wow. people who are prominent in the in the community now, and. Ultimately, I guess I got picked because I think there are a lot of good people in the community, but a lot of them are very analytical and Panda already fills yeah, the analytical yeah, yeah. role. So you need someone yeah. that brings kind of energy and fun. Because if you have two analytical casters, yeah. it's just it a little bit dry. Would be I agree completely. Um, and like that, that's one of the things that, that just is, is kind of the, the, I think something that people aren't really aware of with casting or with like community casting. Um, you need people who have a bit of, uh, you need some, someone who's a, a bit fun on top of someone who's very kind of game knowledge and anal analysis to f find that balance. Um, and sometimes we do get, I would say we get community casts where we have a lot of analytical people and they all want to be casters, but then when you put them together, they're, they're both good in their own right, but it doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. work as a, a duo. It's not enjoyable to watch or not as enjoyable to watch. Yeah, be just because it's like, it's constant information. And I, I know there's definitely an audience for that. There's people who, you know, want to play the game at the highest level and want to be competitive. And for them, that's great. But for your average audience, that yeah. that's not what they're interested in. Um, anyway, so so we had an audition. Um, and then I, they got back to me and were like, y you're in. And I was just like, I was so happy. Wow. And I, I was so nervous <laughs> during the first tournament. Like, if I go back and look at it, I'm like... You're trash. Like I wasn't trash. I was, no. but I've improved. I've improved so much. Like my synergy with Panda is a lot better. You know, it, it's just one of these things that takes time. I still, I think I struggle with pacing. I talk quite fast, and I think when your audience, if they aren't native speakers, sometimes find that a little bit difficult. So I have to kind of. Mm -hmm. tr I still try and slow down, but it's difficult. Like when you naturally speak quite quickly, it can be hard, especially in the heat of the moment, to bring that down. Um. But I, we've definitely improved. I feel like we had issues where I felt like we needed to always have someone talking. But actually, you need sometimes pauses for people to digest what you're saying. To take that breath, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's something like we, we work on as a, as a duo. And mm. overall, I think, it, you know, I've come, I've come pretty far. I think I've done like four tournaments mm. for casting now. Yeah, and like looking at where I am now versus where I was then is, is much, much better. And yeah, that's kind of how it all happened. So like... Wow. It's one of these things where, you know, my advice would be if you want to be a caster. At the moment, Gwen's probably not the right game to pick. Because <laughs> <laughs> the job skills. Move well, on. We don't have, a, we don't have a, a season two, let alone like a lot of opportunities. But, <laughs> you know, practice casting with different people. Find a good balance. Feel about, think about, you know, where, where you fit. You know, are you, the, are you the analytical caster? Are you the color caster? You know, find practice casting with different people and find someone that you have a good energy with like a lot of it is just the duo you know solo casting mm. is not that fun to watch no uh, no it's i think it's, it's good it? to practice it's good to it's a good way to kind of just practice your game knowledge and stuff but it's, it's never going to be a good example of your skill um other than that i mean like i said i with me i kind of contacted cdpr i was like you know i'm going to put my foot in the door and see where it goes I don't, I don't know if that will work oh. now, considering like we, we have like some pretty consistent <laughs> yeah, exactly. casters. 
but yeah, okay. you know try and try and find opportunities to like showcase it even if it's just like you and your friend who you decided yeah. to practice with commentating like a game you know like find a game on youtube find a game on you know watch a twitch streamer like one of the pro players streaming say tailbot find one of his games watch it like mute him and commentate it and like put it out there you know you've got it you've got to get practice in and you've got to kind of kind of try um and other than that you know make content yourself like i was doing the podcast with swim uh mm -hmm. i have my youtube channel i had my twitch channel i was doing written articles i did a really long written article on uh top deck about it was before open four or something and it was basically a breakdown of the players how they qualified where they're from you know what and i spoke to a lot of players as well you can do interviews like just show passion for competitive gwent or if it's another game competitive other game yeah. uh and that's one of the things that's going to help you because the more you know about the competitive scene, the more you're kind of interacting with the community, the mm. more people know you, the, the you know the easier it's going to be for you, right? Yeah, exactly. And hopefully yeah. we get spectator, and then you know more people I mean, that, can, can do kind of right. community stuff. I think once spectator mode will will arrive, I think there will be a lot more community tournaments that will be casted by people. Because at the moment you need people to stream, and it's yeah, um, like I, it's a lot of work, isn't it? Bushi is organizing a, a community tournament as well. Um, mm -hmm. Bushi's brawls, I think. It's yeah, cool. and he, yeah, people need to stream, otherwise he cannot. Uh, he can't cast. Cast, like cast it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, when it comes to casting, um, how heavily do you uh, rely on scripts, or how much is improvised? Are we we don't script. Well, we, we get given a script sometimes, and they're like, "Great!" <laughs> so they, they always have know. a script, and it's it's kind of usually more for like hosts and stuff. So we have a run of the show, and that tells us like this is like what's happening. So they're they're showing this video of like player profiles. Then it's going to be you guys. You're going to talk about um, the matchups. You're going to talk about the prize pool. You're going to talk about the Twitter poll, mm -hmm. and then we're going to kind of get towards the game. So we know the kind of structure, and I'll have a notebook, yeah. and I'll have written out like we're going here, then here, then here. Um, other than that, we're kind of just left to our own devices. So, like, I will always look up some uh, adjectives that begin with the letter I, because I always introduce Panda using, I'll be like, this is, my name is Jagras, I'm joined by the, you know, intolerable and inept, <laughs> impetuous Panda. Or, like, uh, maybe I'll be nice, I'll be the imaginative and intrepid, but I always have some I words. I think, did I say... Uh, did I say I was impotent? I don't think I said I was impotent. I didn't. <laughs> wow. I, like, I was like That's the impotent, the impotent and, and inebri inebriated impetuous fan. Like, so I always look those up or like have a kind of think about it beforehand because like I have that. That's how my intro is. But other than that, we don't tend to script anything. Like, you know, you can't script the game. Yeah, um, exactly right. You know, I'll, I'll maybe think about puns a little bit beforehand, but a lot of them are just on. Gonna, we'll just go where the where the broadcast takes us, you know? Mm -hmm. I think at one point I was telling, pa like, Panda was fluent in robot or he was fluent in dwarvish or, like, sometimes you just end up going down this, like, weird tangent of, like, whatever is going on. And that's fine. And then kind of take it from there. We do have rehearsals, um, but a lot of the time in rehearsals we're just yeah. making, like, because we have to, like, cast a game. But because yeah. it's, like, not serious, a lot of the time we're just, like, talking absolute nonsense but just like so that the, <laughs> so the production can practice different things or they can get the overlays and stuff um and then it'll be like and now we cut to the interview and there's no one there to do the interview or like uh or like it'll be like vlad who's like the esports manager uh mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll just be like oh and in, in a shocking turn of events 
it seems that actually Berja has somehow won round one and Telmon and Kalimon have both been disqualified. So let's go to Berja for an interview and like, you know, just uh, uh, yeah, in some ways I wish we could fun. have like an outtakes of all yeah. the That would be I'd love to say that. It would be good. Yeah, behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. 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 And we have things like we have a talk back one, so you can press the button if you need to talk to production without it being heard on the broadcast. Because like if the games are on the screen, you can't see us. So we have a button we can press to cough, which just mutes us, and we have a button to press to talk back to production. Mm. And they'll do like you'll have them in your earpiece, and they'll be like, uh, "Talk back, check, talk back, check." And Panda'll be like, uh, "Yes, I would like a pepperoni pizza, large with cheese." <laughs> 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 so it's, and they never it's arrive. No, never. But oh, we had pizza at the the last event. There was actually uh, yeah, they there ordered was pizza for the audience. Pizza. It was good. I'm, I'm jealous. Um, I wish I was there. But yeah, yeah so it's, like the atmosphere in general is really fun, and there's a lot of of cool stuff going on. And we do get the script. Oh my god! Sometimes the script is like you know people say my puns are cringe. Sometimes like some of the stuff that's written in the script, you're just like, who is who would ever say that? Like yeah. oh my god! Who? But you know what? They they give it to us uh, as a kind of like to give us structure right so it's like mm -hmm. you know these are the points that we're covering um if we have to reveal a card we'll get like told what the card is you know exactly. and we so we can kind of plan what it is we want to talk about you know i think we were we introduced the mechanic exposed and i was like yeah you know sometimes okay. you'll expose yourself and it can be a <laughs> good thing so many jokes there. or a bad yeah, thing if you, take, yeah, if you take off all your armor then you become exposed and like <laughs> You know, just like that sort yeah. of thing, and we'll have a bit of a a laugh with the those kind of things. Um, but in terms of prep, a lot of it's like we do deck discussions. So we'll sit down with other casters. We talk about the decks. We talk about the matchups. We write notes. We talk to the players. So we spend time speaking to the players. You know, why did you choose to bring this deck? What mm -hmm. is it? And then we'll feed that into the commentary. Like people might not necessarily realize, but you know, I'll be like, you know, we, uh, when we spoke to you know Tailbot, Tailbot said that like wild card is just better than. Uh, yeah, lined pockets, right? Yeah. And it's true. I mean, you see it now, right? Everyone's no one's yeah. playing lined pockets anymore. Um, so we spend time speaking to players about their choices, why they made them, how they feel about their matchups, what they're doing with targeting, um, and even if, like, you know, we have say uh, Wang Idi, who's who's Chinese, for example. If we want to speak to him, we'll speak to him with Hesser, who's the translator. You know, we try and speak to everyone, regardless, you know, of our ability to communicate. Um, so there is there is a lot of work that kind of goes in in terms of of prep behind the scenes, uh, but yeah, it's it's good fun. Um, but there's more prep in terms of like talking about decks and talking about matchups and that sort of thing mm -hmm. than there is necessarily scripting. Yeah. And the other thing we did last tournament was uh, Team Aratusa were lovely. They invited <laughs> us to like watch their scrims. So like with Colomon and Demorcus and stuff because they're TA members. They invited mm -hmm. us to come and they talked with us. Like we did a, a session on. Um, Arrakis Queen with Gwent to Town, for example, and he was like talking about how to play and you know why they did certain things, um, and yeah, lots of lots of prep. So I like I think that there's more goes into it than people necessarily see, uh, and it's good. You know, some people are obviously going to be more prepped than others. It just depends how much you play and stuff, and you know what the situation is. But I, I felt like I was reasonably prepared for Challenger Five, and I'm kind of happy with how things went. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I mean, you already did like like before Challenger. You already said that you had like four tournaments in your belt. So, yeah. Is there any anecdote that you would like to share with the audience today <laughs> from from previous events? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, that lots of silly things happen. But I don't know. Like, Especially last we event. love silly things. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, the TA people kept using the what are they the like the city they had these like scooters oh 
Oh my god, so Whoa. many... I didn't ever use them. I was always in the taxi because I didn't realize how they worked. But people would be like, oh no, we'll take the... What are they called? Uh, Better name. I, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, e but they have these e electronic bikes. E-riders? Yeah, e like e-scooters. E and then... But people kept crashing them! <laughs> oh god. <laughs> like, like they, they, they'd come back and they'd be like injured and be like, what happened? It's like, oh, I decided oh, wow. to take an e-scooter back while drunk and crashed and like have like scrapes and stuff all up your arms. And oh, we play a lot of Gwent Charades. Gwent Charades is good yeah, fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Like, uh, Telbot and Chez are both really good at Gwent Charades. They're just oh, like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. But if you ever, if you ever speak to Celia, ask her to do her unseen elder impression. <laughs> it's pretty top tier. Oh wow, she did. She she did a really amazing job on that. Ah, like, oh, like... oh, it's good fun. Who was it? Who was it? I I gave harpy egg to. Me, right? It was you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I <laughs> gave all oh, baby just. <laughs> and I was like, harpy that, egg. That is harpy egg. <laughs> That was, and he just, he was like, and then there was like a, a coat rack, and then he was like, doing this in the coat rack, and I was like, no, you gotta be like an egg, be like this, and then hatch, but he was just like, yeah, I did the worst impression of a harpy egg, I know. And someone, someone had to be like a runestone, and they were just like, yeah, runestone, like I mean, but I was those like, cards are really hard. Yeah, some of them are difficult. <laughs> That's not easy. No, some of them are, are easier than, yeah, you know, Ignis, like. Is pretty easy, right? Yeah, like Tilbot also gave me really difficult cards to to uh, to imitate, like uh, called the Forest. Um, what else? I mean, he gave Alice uh, the Blue Whale. What's it called? The the more the more Oh, um, uh, what? yeah, I know. The, like the the whale that deals. Yeah, six the special card. Special Demorium, yeah, some something like that. Yeah, delirium. Delirium. delirium yeah. That's, yeah. Yes. Thank I had I had scepter of storms. I was like, <laughs> rain. I will be sick. And then I was like, no. I was like, rain. Like cold. <laughs> Oak. Stick. <laughs> I think the best card to improvise <coughs> will be Audrin. Oh, with the beers. You cannot make sounds, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with beers. You can boy two beers, for example. Yeah. No, uh, no, Gwen Charades is a lot of fun. Oh, it's yeah, good. I can it's imagine. Good. Especially after a few good. years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, I ho I really hope they will, you know, invite the, the, the community again to the next tournament. Yeah, when, when the community is there, it's like, also there's like yeah. a lot of socializing afterwards, like at yeah. the hotel and, and like hanging out and stuff. And that was always really good. Because um, so it's always fun to see everyone and then to have even more people who are all passionate about the same thing is just great. Yeah, Pavel told us it feels like you know the family coming together. Mm -hmm, yeah, like how how yeah. would you compare like a, a, like a like a Grand Challenger without the audience and, and like the Grand Challenger with the audience? I think the the audience is really fun from a, like a, when we watch the games, like coming. So when I finish a, a cast, we'll come and we'll we'll watch some of the the next set. We don't always get to watch all of it, but it's it's exciting. It's like when people are cheering for the game and stuff. That's so cool. Mm. Uh, and so having that kind of audience experience is nice. Otherwise, we're just kind of chilling on the sofas. Some people are like, you know, on their phones or doing prep. Um, and it's on the screen, but it's not necessarily the focus. Whereas like when there's that many yeah. people all there just to watch it, it becomes, you know, very focused. And it, it's cool to always meet new people. Like, I don't feel like I've ever really met anyone from Gwent and been like, this person's a dick. <laughs> Everyone is really lovely. So yeah. it's, it's always nice to just have that extra people because usually with the tournament like we'll meet a couple new players in terms of people who've qualified 
but you know, I know you know McBeard, I know Flake, I know Panda. We know a lot of the players like Tailbot and Adzakov and stuff because they come to events quite often. Yeah. Um, Game King, another one, and we always have like board games and stuff usually as well at the hotel. Cool. Um, a good fun. We play like code names and stuff, which is like a word game. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but then having that extra layer of people and having the extra, like, I, I, I 100% enjoyed the, but the audience was kind of, it was there for us. Like it wasn't really there as part of the broadcast, you know, like you didn't see yeah. the audience in the broadcast, which is kind of a shame. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We talked about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah we, we really actually did. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was like, it was awesome to have an audience, but it kind of felt like it was something that was there for me and for us yeah. rather than being there for everyone. Yeah. yeah, for Twitch. And so hopefully if we do have an audience for um World Masters, which I feel like I feel like it's likely if I were going to guess, I would feel like they would have an audience for it because it's the big kind of culmination. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um but hopefully that then is like part of the broadcast on Twitch or something. And I I mean I'm not sure. I'm I'm wondering if they'll do it like, you know, for example, how they had the event at Gamescom, like whether they have it at some sort of other tournament like a, you know, Dreamhack or something like that. Um but I don't know, you know, when they are or what's I don't know anything about it, but like if I were going to guess, if you're going to have something with an audience, maybe have it at a pre-existing kind of gaming event um, to make it a bit easier to organize and stuff. But yeah. I, I don't know. I'm hoping we'll see it, you know, early next year. But I don't know when it is. Yeah, I hope so too. Fingers crossed. So, aside of like World Masters, is there anything else that you would like to see in the future of Gwent? In terms of new I mean, content? that's open to yeah, you. Yeah, anything. It's a very oh. open question. I loved, I don't think they'll bring them back, but we used to have, you know, the seasonal challenges where it was like a puzzle and you had to oh. like play against the, there was like three, oh, usually. Yeah. then they had one for Halloween, they had one, I think for Christmas and for Oktoberfest. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and basically you had to figure out this, this puzzle and like they would, the first one was usually quite easy and they would get progressively difficult, more difficult. And you were playing against the, uh, like it was like an AI and you had to try and do something kind of like in Thronebreaker because they have a yeah, lot of really cool puzzles in Thronebreaker yeah. but mm -hmm. they would be events to commemorate holidays so like maybe a Valentine's one I would love to see that brought back in some sort of shape or form because it always felt like kind of special and fun and it was always fun to do them on on YouTube and, and make videos for them often just be like right this is how you do it because people would just get stuck so you'd be like right oh, here yeah. like I got you covered but um having those they were always they always felt like really different and it's like not really something that you necessarily get in other card games so i would love to see those brought back in in some shape or form um obviously not the same ones as we had because you know the game is completely different but they could definitely you know they, they did have something like that in Thronebreaker. but i guess it's like you know where are you taking the, the, somebody you have to you know assign someone to make those and stuff and like what are you taking away from and yeah. like obviously I want spectator, but I don't know when that's gonna be. Just yeah. because I like I want there to be more support for community tournaments. Yeah, that would be really cool if there if there would be support from City Project Red investing in community tournaments as well. And I think we, we also briefly talked about it with Boucher on the podcast. Mm -hmm. and he also thinks that would be really cool. Yeah, more and more online tournaments uh, organized yeah. by the community. Oh, I want Roach as a leader skin too, so that I can be Roach <laughs> as, a, as a neutral leader skin, and then I can just be wow. Roach for all yeah, of my games. Yeah, Unless yeah, you can yeah, do like yeah, a little yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. and then nay, I can just nay at people. <laughs> just <be> like, <laughs> oh you know, like God. voice lines, like well played. <laughs> 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 yeah, kind of like Roach's queen. Yeah, if they if they put a Roach leader skin in the hour, I would just be like, I'm buying that. Well, if they do, if they do Roach, they will have to do knickers as well. 
<laughs> oh, wow. be a dog. <laughs> we, yeah, we've just yeah. solved all the money problems. <laughs> That's it. I mean, yeah. there is some really cool cosmetics, I think. I think. I think we will see leader skins coming in as cosmetics. So, you know, yeah. they just have to probably, yeah. now that they've decoupled the abilities, uh, I would imagine you'll see like popular Gwent characters either as neutral leaders. We can use them for any faction or faction specific ones. Um, yeah. Empress Siri. Everyone has their own favorites. Some people are like, oh, yeah, Dandelion. Oh man, if, you know, cool, imagine man. if you release Yennefer and Triss, but you have to buy as What's a the master right now? <laughs> that would annoy you. I don't, I don't want Triss. She can I go mean... in the bin. <laughs> oh. Half, half, half of the chat triggered. Forge are already there, right? So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of it, exactly. like, I think they just have to rig models. Yeah. Um, so I think it's something that will. I mean, part of the reason they're decoupled, right, is that you can then have leader cosmetics. So I'm sure we'll see it, you know, going forward, but. I'm I'm kind of intrigued to see where they go first with that. Yeah, with, with, with the what? <laughs> with the leader skins, like who who are they going to release as their first? Like, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. no, please, please, <laughs> don't. Yeah. I, th I think I think they should sure. go for the Witcher three characters because yeah, the success of Gwent still somewhat re uh, relies on uh the sale, uh, sales numbers of The Witcher 3. Like, a lot of people discover mm -hmm. when The yeah. Witcher 3. So to have that element, they, they, they know, you know, the NPCs, the characters they know and like, as, as leader skins, that could help a lot. Oh, and then Geralt, like, when, when, when you do something, like, you want to say, like, bad, was it, like, bad move? You can be like, wrong! Another mistake! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, It'd be great. Actually, exactly. <laughs> just spam that. Oh, God, I would Make it happen, CDPR. <laughs> yeah. And just, a, yeah. and just a special taunt, like, I hate portals. Yeah, well, yeah. like if if they play if they play portals and you have Geralt as the leader, it just goes, I hate portals. <laughs> yeah, I think we are nearing the end of yeah. the So I think it's time for for, for, for for plugs, a segment that we completely incidentally stole from our friend McBeard. <laughs> <laughs> McBeard, if you're watching, good idea, thanks for the segment. <laughs> so Jaggeris. Any yes. closing statements, and where can people find you? Oh, okay. So if you want to find me, I'm like the easiest person to stalk on the internet because I just go by Jagras everywhere. So <laughs> youtube.com forward slash Jagras, twitter.com forward slash Jagras, twitch.tv forward slash Jagras. It's very easy. It's very easy to follow me. <laughs> uh, but those are those are my kind of socials. Um, so YouTube is like deck guides and stuff. Twitch, I tend to stream, you know, evening European times. Um which is more chilled than laid back uh, and just kind of interacting with chat. If you want a backseat, feel free. I don't care. Just tell me how to play Gwent because I'm garbage. Uh, <laughs> other than that, closing statements, make Nilfgaard great again. I have dreams. I, I just I just want like proper archetypes for Nilfgaard. That's like, it doesn't feel like it really has archetypes at the moment. Oh, yeah. Still. So that my dream is like Nilfgaard archetypes. Um, yeah, like, like proper also... soldiers. Oh, proper soldiers. Mm. Yeah, but, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. And also shout outs to Team Lothar and Gaming. I do stream for them, so I should probably mention them. Uh, if you need, like, Gwenty content online, they have a website. I think it's Team, I think it's team Leviathan Gaming com. I hope it's Team Leviathan Gaming com. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, you're going to get some spicy messages from Shadow. Yeah, Shadow's going to Jagras. <laughs> team Leviathan Gaming GG or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Lionheart, where can people find you and when can people find you? Uh, people can find me on twitch.tv slash thing. Uh, I stream two to three times a week, predominantly Gwent and Jagras. If you think you're trash, you, people are in real trouble if they want to come and watch me play. So 
uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been great being involved in this for the first time. Really enjoying it and really enjoying Gwent at the moment. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see how long the balance lasts for sure. No, it's been great. <laughs> at least until December tenth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, at least, guys, we have a month of fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to be fine. We will make Pro Ladder again. Yeah, BJ, my dear yeah. friend. Now it's your turn. Yes. My turn. Well, you can find me on Twitch, like everyone else, um, Baby Joseph. And on Twitter as well, on just Baby Joseph. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. I haven't, I don't have a YouTube. Maybe in the future. Um, but yeah, we will see about that. For the time being, I'm helping others with content once in a while. But um, yeah, I am very occupied with my studies at the moment, so I will try to fit in some streams. I'm not, I'm not having a schedule at the moment, but um, yeah, we will see when uh, when I'm online. So yeah, that's it. Okay, where can you guys find me? Well, on this channel, because we are streaming from my channel, so that's very easy. <laughs> and because I'm such a great host and, and streamer, you can just... I'm, I'm going to even type it for you. Exclamation mark social, you can see my Discord, my, my, my Twitter, my YouTube. I try to make as much content uh, as I physically can, which is not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I stream around three to four times a week, uh, and I produce uh, weekly videos and write re weekly articles for uh, Team Rankstar, by the way. Team Rankstar, please check our website as well. And yeah, guys, if you want to stay in touch, also off stream exclamation mark um, podcast, and you will see uh, uh, the link to our Twitter at Novgrad Podcast, our Discord. Uh, there is going to be some new perks for our Discord friends. Uh, I think starting next episode, we're going to do a post podcast show as well, where the hosts are going to discuss uh what went wrong what went well and how we liked the, the, the episode without the guest hearing any of it yeah. so it's this gonna be spicy. garbage <laughs> honestly it's just absolutely terrible and uh, yeah this episode is gonna be available on youtube in a couple of hours but yeah guys thanks for watching i really really appreciate it and jackers thanks for being here oh no thanks for having it's, me it, it's an it's honor to have right. such a, a well-known yeah. and liked member of the community on our show say we'll say bye best. from the doggo bye doggo yeah. So yeah, guys, once again, thanks for, <laughs> thanks, uh, for being here. Thanks for chatting with us. We are going to raid somebody in a moment. But uh, first, let's enjoy some Merchants of Novigrad music. Mm. Yes. So bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. See you guys. Bye. bye.